You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Ball Soccer Liberty Podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. I'm your host, Jeremiah Morrill, and as always, I'm joined by our co-host, Dakota Davis. Hey, what's up, Jer? We are here. Yes. Episode 66. 66 with Liberty Defender Sean Rao. And uh, Chase Payton on the sports desk. What's up, guys? So uh, our show is about our lives in rural Indiana. It's a show about folks who are involved in politics. We promise that our episodes are going to be a fun and an easy listen. We interview people who are influencers, elected officials, political experts, and folks we just find interesting. We ran up all, out of all those people, so we brought back Sean and uh, Chase today. So uh, bear with us. It's episode 66. At this point, we just make it up as we go along. We're just bottom of the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, hell, at this point, like, if you go two or three more episodes, Sean, we're going to have to get a headshot and get a little bio and, and give you bona fide co-host status at this at this juncture. I just want chief legal analyst. If I can chief. get that, I'll, I'll be I'll chief. Be thrilled. You're the house attorney. Yeah. I, you want chief, 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 chief analyst. I want everything. I want everything. Libby, uh, my future mother-in-law, Libby, is telling me to turn my mic up. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if she just wants me louder than everybody else. Is that what she expects around <laughs> she, here? She expects you to overpower us in case we get unruly. I need a gavel. Yeah, that's what you need. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's like, I'm. if you get a gavel, I am charging you. Screw you. <laughs> yes. there, there will be none of that. Uh, Dakota, we got some Patreon news again. You get uh, yeah. you get some new subscribers, new people, new things happening on the yeah. uh, on the business front for the show. We got we got two people on uh, two new people on Patreon, and that is uh, that is Matt Pierce and Jared Bertram. Uh, both of them are are brand new on the on the Patreon side, so they are seeing all of the good bonus content that we put out. They are also seeing uh, tinfoil time whenever we have it. We didn't have one this week. You know they pay for that weekly, right? It's a contract. <laughs> it's a it's oh. a spoken contract. I didn't it is an implied contract with our with our uh, donors that it's a benefit we make available. We don't sell them the show. I don't remember Sean being involved. I don't remember there being a contract or a notary. It's a social contract. I want my money back. You don't even give to the show, man. <laughs> I'm here almost every Thursday. <laughs> oh, we're glad you are. Um, so there's there's a little bit of news. We'll, we're not going to totally make an announcement now, but Dakota, there's. We, the Patreon thing, we said at five hundred dollars a month, we're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. make it make something happen. Yep. I guess the the key will tell people is to remember what this studio looks like, and there's not a whole lot more episodes that are gonna have this backdrop. Jared, did you find a sugar daddy? We might have. We might have. <laughs> nice. Jared has a sugar daddy. Yeah. And maybe maybe it's maybe it's the Gallon and Rao Studios. We don't know. That could be my sugar daddy. Gallion and Rao. Gallion and Rao. You know, for yeah. the right amount of money, I'll know how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially the senior partner's name. Yeah. My well, name. I'm. I'm just the junior guy. I'm just the. You know. You're the second guy. Yeah. I'm second banana. When you, when you, mar- <laughs> when you married the boss's daughter, he didn't have to take your name. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky I didn't have to take his. It's true. <laughs> it's true. He let you hang your, you know, hang your shingle out there and and keep your identity. That's exactly right. Can't be that bad. Wonderful man. 
All right. So uh, we had the uh, the Patreon thing's been growing. If a uh, little secret for everybody, if you join today, we get your money in like two days. So if yeah. you're, you're going to join, now's the day to do it. Right now, as you're watching live, Patreon.com/slash/BossHogLiberty, and uh, we've got uh, we've got some expenses coming. We do, uh, and it's going to be huge. The, real, um, real expenses. Real expenses. This is a it's a real thing. Still can't hear Sean. Man, we're going to turn I'm Sean here. up a little more. I know. I, I hear you. Maybe my future mother-in-law just can't hear anything. That's I don't right. know. It could be it. <laughs> I'll be right on it. Yeah. Yeah. There you are. There He's all is. on it. Yeah. Now, now I'm hearing Sean. Now I'm here. I'm going I'm to make another adjustment to Sean there. I like that voice. We'll try that. That's the that's the get me out of jail free you, you, voice. You say I like that, and then he doesn't say anything. <laughs> oh yeah, I like that. Well, Strong silent type. Well, it got awkward. <laughs> Sunday, uh, Sunday, Dakota, you had a. Uh, Sarah can't hear you at all. What is going on in the world? I think they're just messing uh, with us. Yeah, it's, it can't be possible. I can hear them in my headphones. It's not possible. Yeah, not possible that they can't. Okay. All right. What happened Sunday? You I don't had remember. Like twenty people show up at a Libertarian Party meeting. That's right. I think we had yeah, like eighteen or twenty people. It was a, it was a big deal. We got a did we get a write up? Uh, did we get a write up in the uh, the Middletown News for that? Was we're that... in the uh, we're in the Middletown paper for yeah. sure. It's in the paper today. If you uh, if you check your mailbox or go pick up a copy, it's out there. All right. That's... Yeah, yeah. It was a good meeting. Like, uh, so we closed out our convention on Sunday. Uh, we we got finished with the nomination process. We have no no surprises, so there was no breaking news that came out of it. No gossip that can be confirmed, um, and and we continued moving on with business. And things are also looking really really good for the uh, the Henry County Libertarian Party. So that's a that's always exciting to hear. Nice. That's like uh, sixteen more than last time. <laughs> well, there there were more than two. We have been our meetings have uh, kind of exploded since we started having them a little bit more regularly. Instead of it just being like uh, four or five people, we've we've continually gotten into double di- digits. So. I I can guarantee nice. they can hear Sean now. There we are. Yeah, now they yeah. can hear you. I'm present. There was a button that we didn't have pushed. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. It was terrible. Mm. So many complicated first, things. First five minutes, and Sean's not on. See, this is why you have to donate to Patreon, people, because we need to pay a full-time we need button, a pusher. Uh, audio engineer. Pusher. We need to send <laughs> Chase to, aud- to, uh, to audio school. Yeah, that's right. Going to teach him how to do it. I'm down the clown. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a big write-up in the, uh, the, store, the, the paper today on the, uh, the Libertarian ballot. Jesse and I are leading the, uh, leading the county contingent. Heard some rumors today that uh, it's not a Libertarian, a Republican, or a Democrat, but there is an additional county commissioner candidate that's rumored out there. Uh, Gathering signatures, a guy named Walter Evans might be running for county commissioner in the Northern District. Nice. So uh, if you see a signature underground, we like having people on the ballot no matter what party you're in. So sign that for Walter and might have some fun elections this fall. No one should get on with no competition. That's right. I'm also on. Are you? All I do is win, baby. (laughs) What are you running for, Sheriff? Everything. Everything? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase, you're just going to go down your ballot in 2018, and it's going to say Senate, Chase Payton. Congress, Chase Payton. Chase Payton, 2020. What uh, what congressional district are you in, Chase? All of them. <laughs> six. That way six, I have a better chance six. of winning. Oh, well, I like those odds. Yeah. Oh, so you know what else happened to me over the weekend? What, what happened? I, uh... I, you were the, a victim, right? I was the victim of. I played satire. Some people don't understand satire. No matter, even if they're on a comedy web page or a comedy forum, 
our buddy Chris runs runs Bob and Tom's Facebook page. So they had a uh, they had a meme. It was a it was a log truck. It was like three big logs on the back of a truck, and it said, uh, "Don't worry, I hugged it first. And I was like, "This is easy." So I commented just a smart aleck comment about um, saving uh, the trees. You know yeah. what's happening. What about yeah. what about the trees? Yeah, you know my, my trees. What happened? And uh, and then I just started going down the rabbit hole so far down the environmentalist rabbit hole that I couldn't stop and I couldn't tell where the truth started and ended. At one point, you said that you owned a Tesla, so you were doing your part. And I said people... I owned a Tesla, and then they called me out on what what powered my Tesla, and I was like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, no, it's definitely hydroelectric powered. It's, do you it, know, it's solar. Do you know how destructive those lithium mines are? And then they they told me, uh, I what don't you like toilet paper, sir? And I said. Pfft. I have a bidet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't waste trees. Heathens with toilet paper. Yeah. Gross. And then uh, and then they said, what about the house you live in? I said, it's all naturally fallen reclaimed lumber. See, so I figured I you were going to really go with, far, uh, far down the rabbit hole with, with uh, steel studs. That's what I would have gone yeah, with. Yeah, metal stud. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a good plan. You should have helped. It wasn't like the turkey where it was a, a joint effort. I did help. Or we did, I did it together. Help. Remember? Yeah, you posted a picture of a deformed tree <laughs> and asked what kind of a tree it was. Yep. Jer, are you a are you a Charmin guy? That is a really good question. I'm a Amazon subscribe and save, and whatever it is, it's very premium. And another box showed up at the house today, but I don't remember what kind it is. Uh, nice. I'm pretty sure that we use a Quilted Northern Ultra. That might be what we use. I don't know. Okay. There now for house parties. There's a there's a box I bought at CVS accidentally in an emergency about three years ago, and I'll swap out the good toilet paper for the cheap stuff for the house nice. for the yeah, pool that's parties. A good plan. Yeah. yeah, I like uh I like the dog one, the the Cottonelle, because that dog is just so damn cute. John, <laughs> you know we brought you here to find out what's uh, what's in your what's in your bathroom. What's in my bathroom? The the Kroger brand. The Kroger. You uh, get even Krogering. You get the Kroger brand on that. Yeah. Sean over here being fiscally conservative. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. With my politics and my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chase, anything cool in your weekend? Did you do anything fun? I remember what I did this weekend. We went fishing again. We did go. We <laughs> went. We went casting again. We didn't yeah. catch anything, but well, we're this really is like, good at casting. This is like the fourth week in a row that and you third had third week. Oh, third week. Third week. Mm-hmm. Third, Four, con- fourth, fourth consecutive week of taking the boat out. Fourth yeah. time's the charm. Just to remind everybody, when I went fishing with Jerry, we didn't catch anything either. So, and before that, like before I started fishing with Jer, I had caught everything. I had caught something. Every everything time. under the sun, right? Every time, but one time. Well, so, but now I'm over four with Jer. So, I don't know. You should go with us next. Mm, there's no response. <laughs> there's no response coming from but, my right. <laughs> you know, I, I've learned a lot. You know, I can I can change bait really fast. I had never used one of those uh, professional reels before. I'd only use, like, the button ones. Yeah, yeah. so th- we talked about this on the boat. Or, uh, yeah, or... We were making fun of you a little bit. <laughs> I, I did the button thing for, like, three years, and then once I hit, like, five or six, my dad <laughs> took me in the backyard and was like, all right, son, it's time to learn. Ever yeah. since then. Yeah, I never did that. Once, no. once you switch from the Mickey Mouse pole to the real one, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to go with the open face. You can't now, have the Zebco. My family just was never fishing people. We were uh, all We were hunters, so... We did we did shotgun hunting, muzzleloading hunting, and uh, bow hunting. So that was that was our thing. Well, if it makes you feel better, I don't think Jeremiah or I are fishing people either. <laughs> uh, we like to go on the lake. You know, well, the scenery is beautiful. Here's the thing: it's it, we go after work, so it's not like we have all day, and we're not getting out there at the crack of dawn or before dawn and getting the ideal fishing 
conditions and times. True. I have a list of excuses that I'm Joel hearing Page a lot a of excuses. Yeah. Really, so, really crappy so weather. We're gonna start with it was raining, it was hot, it was overcast, it was windy, and we didn't have a lot of time. So is that does that cover it? Yes. Is there anything else? He did let me drive his boat for a second. Oh, nice. I was really nervous. He was staring at me the whole time. You know, <laughs> you know how he gets when you're touching one of his things too. It's just, I was like, yeah. you can take over. Gives you the permanent stink eye, like just. And in his defense, though, once we started, I was just going in circles, <laughs> and it wasn't on purpose. It was, it was the just... it was the trolling motor. Oh yeah, I just like, I motor. just like Dakota's definition of the stink eye. I mean, he I feel like he's experienced the stink eye from you a few times. <laughs> he gave it to me tonight. I know. I saw. <laughs> you remember that? I yeah. saw it. Jared, can you give the viewers the stink eye? No, you have to. It's natural. I can't. I'm not an actor. You can't <laughs> do it on the spot. You can't do it on command. But it, Dakota doesn't know how to push my buttons at this point. He can get it. <laughs> yeah. He can get me there. He's gonna I can give do me something really fast. Yeah, I'm a professional at it now. <laughs> I can take you under my wing if you want to, Chase. Please teach me. He'll learn. Okay. He'll learn. Hey, uh, Dakota, what came in your mailbox the other day? What came in my mailbox? Yeah. Look at your show notes and be like, oh, that's what we're on to now. What came in your mailbox, Dakota? Oh, yeah. <gasps> I got I got drawn. 66 episodes oh. in, Sean. We're, we're still working on the chemistry. Where's the stink yeah. eye? My, uh, my, name, <laughs> my name got thrown uh, or pulled from the hat, I guess. Throwed. To be a potential juror, yeah, I, and I guess it, I guess it was you're gonna be a federal juror. Or what 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 entity mailed you something? Uh, no, it was it was uh, the county, I think. Yeah, the county of Henry. Yeah, the county of Henry County, state of Indiana, state of Indiana. Correct. I hope, it, I hope it's for a murder. Well, see, they I just got selected. Chase, I don't think there's a pending murder, murder trial, but if you <laughs> is there a pending murder trial? So there's gonna... probably you're looking at July, August, September. Yeah. There's probably not going to be a murder trial in uh, August or September at this those point. Those usually happen in the wintertime. you got to kill somebody. No, it's just that we plan out trials so far in advance that there's nothing on my radar right now uh, for that. So, am I get, What are the chances I'm going to be selected for jury duty? Like, realistically. Realistically, in those three months, I mean, first of all, it depends on what court it's in. Um, you know, uh for example, one of the one of the courts is more of a misdemeanor court, so more of the cases that go there is misdemeanors, and most of those are bench trials rather than jury trials. Right. Um, but you know, there's not always a jury trial every week. There's not always, um, you know, that that going on. So I, I don't know. I'd put it at maybe fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Fifty fifty on there being a trial or him getting selected. I'm thinking maybe probably both. I mean, the the jury. The questionnaires that go out for that, um, they will call you and they will let you know, hey, you know, you're 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 up, and so they'll give you a number as as things go on because a lot of times at the last hour, a lot of these cases can get resolved and then maybe ultimately you don't have to appear. So, so I I have to say though, at, at whenever I opened up the letter yeah. and I was like, I got selected for jury duty. Um, my wife, Audrey, and I, at the same time, she went, oh, and I went, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it should be exciting. It should yeah. be exciting because you get to participate in government. Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, you're participating in the in the, the judicial system, uh, which is one branch of our government, as I was taught in school and uh, <laughs> since I was a young child. But, um, no, it's it's one of the branches of government that you get to participate in, you have a real impact on, and it's important. I mean, it's... 
it's one of these things that we ask people to leave, you know, jobs and families and things like that to participate in, but it serves a very important function, which is to ensure uh, that the government action, um, that it stays in line with what the jurors of this county would agree is a crime or not a crime, or uh, in terms of civil cases, you know, it, it gives the the power to the people, so to speak. Yeah, I, I was I was talking to my grandma uh, whenever I mentioned it, and she said that one time my grandpa was uh, was selected for jury duty, and his was a murder trial. And uh, this was back whenever the hotel was still just south of 70, up there where the, where the, days the in. rifle range is. Yeah. Um, and I guess that he had to... He had to stay there. For, it was like for a month on end, and they they allowed visitation, but they had to have a guard there whenever. Yeah, I was like, wow. That that's pretty unusual in a in a state case. So I wouldn't expect that. We almost ah. sequestered a jury overnight um, for a major felony case that I tried, but we ended up not needing to do that. But that's that's fairly unusual. And yes, you're you're on a federal jury, which I can't really speak to because I've never really practiced federal criminal law. Okay. Uh, I, I told him that I couldn't be a juror, though, because you and I are such great friends. Oh, we're just best of friends, yeah. right? Yep. Uh, me and you are such good friends. Well, the key I, is I, the key. I know who Kit Crane is. <laughs> <laughs> you know who the elected prosecutor is because yeah. I spoke highly of him last time. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So I can't. I just can't you know do all it. these I'm, people. I'm too high profile at this point. Yeah, no, that's but... definitely not going to help. <laughs> If you do get selected, can you sneak uh, one of the cameras in there and live stream? Yeah, that's that's frowned upon. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah, that's you can't do that. Can he wear his Boss Hog Liberty t-shirt in the juror box? I think you could. Nice. I had somebody wear a Blue Lives Matter to a <laughs> uh, to a jury selection or something along those yeah. lines, and it just kind of irritated me, and I just struck him from the jury anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? You're just, it's just saying, please strike me from the jury, Mr. Defense Attorney. Yeah. yeah. I'll believe everything the police yeah. say, and I'll so, believe nothing that anyone else says. Which is how do, how do you select? Hey, how do you select who's going to be on your jury? Like, so we'll get we'll get questionnaires uh, maybe a week or two weeks before the trial, and I'll go through that and see you know what people's backgrounds are. It it doesn't tell us as much as I would like, but at the same time, it gives us information to do you, know. Do you go to Facebook and start looking their names up to try to learn about them? Um. Or sometimes, sometimes uh, Facebook mostly because that's what most people are on. I mean, if I if it's a major felony and I have the time to do it, yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, I don't usually have an investigator or somebody like that working with me, so it's it, I'm kind of restricted a little bit towards that. But you get a good feel if you've done this enough. I mean, uh, John Dakota, Chase, and I are pretty good Googlers. Yeah, you let us know next time you have a major trial and you want chief I'll investigator have, I'll have the Google, I, third rate Googlers. I've Googled a lot in my time. <laughs> of the Google Mafia out there, out on the mean streets of the internet, so, doing research for uh, you information that's worth nothing. Hey, hey, for a uh, but hey, uh, shoes are two for forty bucks. Well, that's what you get from Chase. We'll put you as a slot as the studio sponsor if uh, if you hire us to, and and then in exchange we'll Google stuff for you. Yeah, you'll <laughs> just you'll just search Facebook for me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's right. Do you usually just pick the hot chicks? <laughs> <laughs> There's some attorneys that do that, but that's why Bash isn't uh, an attorney anymore. <laughs> if you listen to episode 65, yes, just the episode before. Yeah. I, I'm just honored to be here right after his friend. No, the we're seat good. is still warm. We're very good friends. And did you and bring a barbecue? I uh, did not make it out 
Wednesday night, but I will definitely be a customer. I'm just saying, did you bring us barbecue? He didn't bring us barbecue. If you had brought barbecue, well, you would have been two yeah, strikes I mean, ahead. He's, he's the barbecue man. I'm, you know. He brought beer. I he's bring the beer. beer. Man. Yeah, I, that's right. I, I'm a craft beer aficionado. I, I bring you craft beer, and hopefully I get invited and, and back. Bash You're number one in my book. That's right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> number one for craft beer? Yes. Oh, nice. He's his favorite guest we and have the, right now. And the law. Hopefully. And the law. Yeah, that's correct. The law. The law. If I ever kill someone, I'll call you. <laughs> you do that. Just don't don't call anybody else. All right. Yeah. Don't talk to anybody. So Sean, keep yes. that down. Um, keep your mouth shut. Call Sean first. Don't talk. Call me. What uh I was whenever I was doing research on even jury better is duty. if they think you killed somebody but didn't, then he's got a better chance of, you know. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Uh so I was I was whenever I got selected for jury duty, I'm like I'm looking up how they select people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to know, I came across this term. It was called a hung jury. Yes. Which means that you just, no, they can't reach yes. a verdict, yes. right? Yes. Have you ever experienced that in your time? I have. You have? I have. Oh, my gosh. Once. What happens? Is that like a double loss in debate where you're like, shit? Well, not not from the defense perspective, not necessarily, because, I mean, your client is still walking out the good door, as right. I call it. You're right. walking out the good door. <laughs> the bad door is the one that goes into the holding cell and takes you back to jail, but you're walking out the good door. So a hung jury is when the jurors are at an impasse, and it could be 11 to 1, 10 to 2. It doesn't matter. I mean, we have the, 10 jurors in Indiana typically. We have 12. Or, or, I'm sorry, 12. Yeah, yes. 12. But, um, First grade math. Yeah, it's okay. Um, 10 plus 2, 10. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, that's the importance of a unanimous jury is that to convict or to acquit, you have to have all 12 be on board. Otherwise, right. um, you know, they're kind of stuck with it. And in, in my instance, the jury deliberated for, I want to say six hours, seven hours, something like that. But they were at a point where they couldn't, they couldn't agree. Um, we send them back a few times. They'll come to us and say, we can't reach it. We can't reach an agreement. You sure they we, weren't arguing over wind farms or doughboy? <laughs> Love just didn't fit. <laughs> I'll just go with the doughboy thing. <laughs> sure, doughboy. Um, but no, and then at that point, uh, the judge will discharge them, and and um, now that's not an acquittal, right? So you're still facing criminal charges, but at the same time, uh, like many, I said, you're how many hung juries can you go through? Is it limitless? I think I, I don't think that there's any reason why uh, why the prosecutor can't retry it. Now, in a lot of cases. The prosecutor will look at their evidence and see if they really want to do that. And some of that depends upon whether it's, you know, whether there's a victim involved in the crime or whatever else, what the wishes are, and and if there's maybe renegotiation about different things. Um, So, you know, but but ultimately that's up to the prosecutor to decide whether I want to retry this or not. So the uh, uh, interesting kind of tied in, not hung jury necessarily, but I guess it would be a hung jury. Is if uh, you, if they find you not guilty, double jeopardy is something. So if you if your if your guy f- is found not guilty, then he's done, he's out. You can't retry him for the same thing. At least at the state level, right? And and you know the state can appeal uh, certain evidentiary rulings or whatever else, and the the court of appeals could remand for a retrial or. Whatever else, but that doesn't happen very often. Usually, if there's a retrial, it's because there was a conviction and some issue with either the trial or maybe Fourth Amendment issue or or whatever else, defense or something. So they, there's a uh, apparently 
uh, the Supreme Court had just today agreed that they will hear a double jeopardy issue, uh, saying that if you were found not guilty at the state level, they could still come back and charge you for federal if they found a way to make it federal. And now they're going to look at that and possibly find a little more liberty and say, no, if you're not guilty, you're not guilty. Right. So, well, I mean, there's there's somewhat topical. There's differing, you know, laws and and jurisdictions there because there's, you know, federal jurisdiction, state jurisdiction. They're not, or they're mutually exclusive, I guess. Um, so, if you're not charged with something here, doesn't mean the feds can't charge you and vice versa. So, hmm. run into that. Sometimes. What what gets you? What what decides if uh, it's a federal issue versus a state issue? Is it if you killed somebody from Ohio, it becomes a it's a federal issue? But if it's uh, two Henry County people, it's it stays here. Well, for example, um, a lot of say like you know we have seventy in in Henry County, so there's drug trafficking on seventy. Newsflash. <laughs> Drugs are traffic. It trafficked in allegedly, allegedly, supposedly, but really, yeah. I've I've <laughs> represented people that have been convicted of dealing or 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 trafficking drugs on seventy. So theoretically, that's that's an interstate issue. So that should be a federal issue. But typically, if the amount of drugs isn't really that much or whatever else, the the federal government isn't going to pick it up. So that leaves it up to the state to decide whether they're going to prosecute, which they will. If they want to go to the effort or not. Which they will for drugs because drugs are bad. And we drugs are bad. Okay. We gotta drugs are bad. Got to stop gotta, that devil's lettuce. We gotta, well, it's more than just devil's lettuce. This I mean, is it's the war be on drugs, son. Cocaine or heroin or, or methamphetamine. So then tourists. at that point. There's tourists passing through town. Theoretically should be a federal issue because you're dealing with, you know, maybe someone going from Chicago to the East Coast or St. Louis to, to Philadelphia or something like that. Um, because 70 cuts all the way across. It should be a federal issue, but feds don't prosecute. So theoretically, the, the person is in possession with the intent to deliver in Henry County, state of Indiana. That gives the state jurisdiction to prosecute that crime. So hmm. that would be an example of like where the feds really should be prosecuting if if that's what the law is because of the interstate travel and, and you're going from state to state, that sort of thing, as opposed to where the state has jurisdiction for a crime that occurred within the county, within the state. But, you know, bank robberies, you know, I, I you know, represented, or I didn't represent, but I clerked with an office that did federal defense work when I was in law school. We represented bank robbers and people like that. So FDIC is involved, so that means federal jurisdiction. So they're being prosecuted, even though they robbed a bank in, Indiana, in Indianapolis. And uh, now that they're being prosecuted in the federal system, um, you know, so that's a federal crime. So the federal system's so strange like that. Now they're being their trial is going to be in the in Indianapolis at the Southern yes. Federal whatever the su- uh, Southern District of Indiana. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Joe Hogsett would have prosecuted. Now we got somebody else now. <laughs> Joe, Joe Joe worked his way. He's to mayor, the mayor so. now. Yeah. He's a family friend, so we. So yeah, uh, so d- did you uh, meet and shake hands with bank robbers? Uh, I I did meet with some of them. Now when they're in federal custody, it's you're not. Is the, face to face with is the bandana across their nose a permanent <laughs> fixture? <laughs> no, it's they're behind glass. You don't get to like really interact with them as much. Ooh. But um, you know, so it, you meet with them as an attorney behind the glass. Yeah, as a, when I was clerking, that's oh, when they were okay. in federal Just custody clerking. like that. Whether it was the attorney or the clerk, I mean, it was they were behind glass and in, in certain if they're being held by the feds. Now the feds may house them in Marion County Jail, so you got to go through that dungeon. And 
<laughs> and you get to go climb through whatever. Okay, they're on floor seven, and this is all. And you get to meet with them in like a uh, in a big room with just some dividers. So there's no real privacy with your client, which I never a liked. Of, a lot of whispering. Yeah, you're trying to like write on paper, and they're trying to write back to you. See, so the guy next to him doesn't hear them, and you know it wasn't real pleasant. But you know that's that's where some of the federal uh, defendants are housed while they're waiting trial. So. Good old Marion County Jail. I'm glad I don't have to go back there anymore. What do you got? Here, we got a big World Cup update. Oh, boom. Nobody asked for this. Soccer still sucks. <laughs> oh, I like it. Well, I like okay. it, though. Man. Hey, did you hear uh, that you bashed on soccer and Bash Kreider's dad was a soccer coach? <laughs> oh, well. Very sad. Well, Chase is free to have his opinions, and we support them. Uh, soccer is much better when they play it on ice and have sticks. I love hockey. Yeah, I love hockey too. Much better. Yeah, much better that way. Go Pens. <sighs> Blackhawks. <laughs> I have all a right. Blackhawks. Watch hat. your mouth, sir. <laughs> we all know that uh, hockey town is Detroit, anyway. So the uh, that's even worse. Yeah, that's <laughs> even worse than the just, Pens. Just go home. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. We're not done having our show. So if. Uh, if Dakota gets selected to this jury, mm-hmm. what uh, what's this thing that libertarians run around talking about, jury nullification, where they get to decide, I'm in charge, I'm on the jury, and I get to decide what the law is. I know what the state of Indiana and Gene Lysing and Tom Saunders said, but damn it, I decide what the law is because I'm sitting on this jury. Is that real, or are the libertarians just nuts? So the libertarians aren't nuts. Are? News fl- no, aren't. Oh, oh. newsflash. It's oh. just a little different, a little slightly different than than maybe what some people think. Wow, so. that's so weird to hear libertarians aren't nuts. Yeah. Are, yeah. Not. are not. Are not. Are not. Huh. So My whole you... life I've been hearing things differently. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at the Indiana Constitution, you look at Article 1, Section 19, and that talks about juries having the right to determine the law and the facts. So that gives the jurors the right to, they're the finder of fact in a criminal prosecution. So they'll decide whether somebody, you know, committed some act against someone else or didn't, someone acted recklessly or didn't, uh, whatever the case is. And you're not allowed to completely disregard the law and the facts. That's not really what they're talking about. But um, you're allowed to make that determination. And, for example, I would think that... um, you know, I've I've had a case where I was able to get uh, not guilty verdict for my client after a jury trial. I had a Henry County jury. It was a gun offense. It was a firearm offense, and I felt like my guy acted um, responsibly. Um, he did discharge the weapon, but no one was hurt, um, and he was being charged with criminal recklessness. And he had a good reason to discharge the weapon. I don't want to get into the facts, but. Um, he's been found not guilty, so I guess I could if I wanted to. But um, I knew with a Henry County jury, we like guns in Henry County. Right. We're a red. We're a red county. So I knew that you know the the jurors um, are big Second Amendment believers and uh, big believers in you know protecting your own property or your family or anything else. And um, you know I got an acquittal for not guilty. Now in Marion County. You know, that's a little different because there's a lot of gun violence over there and and things like that. So maybe a jury wouldn't feel the same way as a Henry County jury would. So this Henry County jury applied these facts and this law to this and found him not guilty. Um, we got a quick verdict. We got a good verdict. And 
that's a good example of of a jury applying law and facts and and the people here not leaving their common sense at the door uh to do that so that's when we talk about jury nullification you can't just say well i think marijuana should be totally legal so i'm never going to vote you know not guilty on any marijuana uh possession case um you know that's that's not really what the constitution allows you to do but it also allows you to you know, make Use your better judgment with it. Yeah. See, so you know, okay, so personally, I do believe that marijuana should be legal for recre- recreational use. Give me you the know. weed. And no victim, no crime. Scandalous. So, uh, but I also know if I was on a jury, then uh, it is illegal to possess marijuana in the state of Indiana. So that means that I have to look at it at and with a clear and open mind without my personal beliefs, correct, is what you're saying? Well, it's it's if you have a belief – now, this would be a good example of what we do in jury selection because if there is, you know, more of a, a cultural movement towards legalization of marijuana in Indiana, um, I think that's going to be something that attorneys are going to want to question or voir dire the, the jury on to say, what are your beliefs about marijuana? Yeah. Because now, I mean, most marijuana Safe, cases rare and legal, obviously. Yeah. Most marijuana <laughs> cases, so possession of marijuana is a B misdemeanor. That doesn't that rarely if ever goes to jury trial in this county. Um and then dealing marijuana is like a level 6 felony, I believe. So, it's the you know, that could go to a jury trial. Um but again, so, rarely okay. if ever. So you say rarely if ever because they drop the charges or the guy or the guy just signs something and moves on because you know if both you, yeah I mean, I mean but but if you if you as the defendant say yeah say that our friend Chase over here gets picked up for simple possession and he says no I'm Chase. not signing it all right we'll just use Chase because he's sitting at the end of the room and he's not running for office and isn't the chairman of a libertarian <laughs> party of Indiana or, or Henry County give me the weed so so say <laughs> say our friend Chase accidentally gets caught yes. And he says, "I'm not. I'm not pleading to anything." Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a game of chicken where the, the county is going to decide, "All right, the hell with it, just let him go," or are they going to say, "No, we're going to go to trial"? Yeah, well, that's that's if, part if, of. If he says no, I'm just purely you're, you're either going to give me a trial or, or we're not, or you're going to drop it. That wasn't Reed. That that wasn't weed. That was oregano. I don't care what the dog said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. You know, whenever I get a new client, I talk about, okay, here's you know, here's what the police report says. You know, it's not the gospel necessarily. You know. I want to hear your side of things, and what are your goals here? Um, if his goal is to get a dismissal or go to trial, I know that, you know. And then I, I still have an obligation to go to him if there's they're saying, okay, well they'll give you, you know, all your suspended time. They're not going to put you in jail. They're not going to put you on probation or whatever. Right. Whatever the case is, then he'll make an educated decision as to, okay, this is what I want. I'm, I'm willing to accept that, but. You know, oftentimes in in negotiation, um, you know, now this is for usually for more major felonies than this, but right. um, it's all or nothing. Either you dismiss it, or we're going to trial, and I'm gonna I'm gonna present my evidence to the jury, and they're gonna make a decision. Um, but if if he were to present his facts and his his beliefs and things like that, some of that may not be admissible because it's not relevant to the facts there. It doesn't really matter whether he thinks that the legislature is wrong or not. That's the that's the law of the land. Right. As a defense attorney, you'll say, "Well, you figure out the facts, you figure out the law." You know, I I just I get this instruction. I just use the text of the Constitution and I give it to the jurors. 
and and they make a decision. I don't even really touch on that all that much in in final argument, just because it's in there, and I know that they look at it. So, um, and you don't need all twelve. You just need right. to hang. when you're when you're well, but you're looking at a jury. I would imagine you don't usually have twelve independent voices that are fighting for one thing. You have one or two leaders that are shaping the thought of what that jury's going to do. That's I, mean, I would imagine that's just like every board I've sat on in the past. You've got leaders and followers. Yeah, I mean it's human nature still. I mean I would love to be a fly in the wall in some of these deliberations that I've done where they're going eight, ten, twelve hours. Yeah, and it's like, where are we at? Like where, you know? Um, but you know, by and large, it's human nature, just like any other joint endeavor. It's you're trying to come up with a solution with this group of people. Maybe somebody's hung up on this fact. Maybe somebody thinks of this about the law. Maybe somebody else thinks this is an issue with the final instruction, and we got to follow the instructions. And so each of them kind of bring their own to it. But um, you know, at the end of the day, what they're what they're instructed to do is is do their best to really work as a team. And if if it's at all possible, I mean, it, you know, they need to stick to their convictions. If they think somebody's not guilty, they need to stick to it, even if they're eleven to one. They can't be pressured into saying, "Well, okay, I need to go home." I'm Hell gonna, with it. I'm, I'm, I'm late for dinner. <laughs> I, this guy can fry. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, he's he's getting convicted. I mean, that's and that's what you hope as a defense attorney is that they're going to stick to their convictions when it comes down to it. Because I'm sure there's a lot of heated arguments back there, especially. Oh for, yeah, there's got to be for major argu- major felonies, and and you're thinking that you know. These people, if they're hanging in there for your client and they believe the facts that you've presented to the, to them, you hope that they stick to the to the con, their convictions and uh, will uh, hang in there, even if it's down to eleven to one. So, so we the last time that you were on, we talked about uh, the People versus O.J. Simpson. Remember, you know the TV show. Remember that and, thing yeah. that happened? Yeah, I do remember that thing. But, uh, I remember that conversation. I like to imagine that back there in the room, they were really arguing that much because it was so dramatic. And it's like they just, found him not guilty. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a hung yeah, jury. It, it was, was a no. It wasn't it was a, a jury. quick it was verdict quick. too. Yeah. It was like what an hour and a half, yeah. two hours. It was like, like the that. trial of the century, and then they they decided that quickly. So yeah. the glove didn't fit. There was like a, there was one old lady that was that was sticking out. She's like, no, he's guilty. And then they all just uh, convinced her. Mm-hmm. She she basically was like, yeah, I'm done with this. I'm done serving yeah. on this jury. So, that, Jared, which is what you were talking about earlier. Jared, this is the problem with your story. Okay. All right. I wouldn't get caught with weed because I would either eat it or I would kegel it. <laughs> 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 All right. I've been training my whole life for this. Have you seen me eat a donut? I've not. It's just. Rawr, 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 rawr. I've not seen that. Interesting. All right, that's enough of uh, Dakota's going to be on a jury. Yep. We're going to expect a, a journal. Can he keep a journal while he's on jury? Write a book later? I think you can keep notes, so nice. I don't know if you can take the notes with you or not. I can't remember. Can I take the Zoom with me? <laughs> you, can't, you can't record it. Unless, you have, uh, unless you're an attorney, you can't take anything into the damn room. Yeah, uh, can be bonus content for Boss Hog Liberty. For the Patreon people, the well, Patreon some, we can we can release Dakota's notes. Some of us attorneys have to keep our calendars on our electronic devices. So, some of us that have political business in that building need our calendars too, and need information. But instead, or we want to take pictures of stuff, and instead we have to leave all of our crap outside and go inside like poor schleps and write things down. Yep. Or pay a dollar a page. 
for information. I'm a, I'm a poor schlep. Send all your complaints to Rick McCorkle at Henry County Sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could probably help you out with I'm that. I'm personally protesting this. It's painful. That That's part of Jeremiah's platform to get on the yes. county council. Yes, because the county council oversees the policy of the Justice Department, Justice Center. Well, that, you know, Clay is on the, uh, the Criminal Justice Committee, so I'm sure that he's got some strings to pull. <clears throat> All right. That could be you, man. You could be on that committee. So when we get into uh, when we get into these shows, we say, "Hey, what do you guys want to talk about? What's interesting to you?" And uh, Sean said, "I want to talk for a little bit about Trump versus the restaurants and the freedom of association." So Sarah Huckabee Sanders is the press secretary for the White House, and he uh, and she. She basically was denied he, he. So offensive. Mike Huckabee, 2008. I, I heart Huckabee, man. I was a Huckabee supporter in 08 before Ron Paul. I was uh-huh. all about Mike Huckabee. Anyway, Interesting. It, so his daughter is, is Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and uh, she uh, she's the press secretary. She replaced uh, Spicy Spicer. And spicy. Spicy. <laughs> and just got She's me. actually lasted a while. Do you want to watch longer the, than I thought she would. Yeah, I know. Me too. Do, have you seen her press conferences? She's actually really good. I like her a lot. I I, I like her. You smitten? Yeah, uh, she's really. She just so she had a little longer hair. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who it is, boy or girl. Chase likes the long hair. John, you're very safe. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> so basically she went to this. Is it the Red Hen or the, the Red, Red hen. Cluck or something? Yeah, it was the Red Hen in Virginia, and she was denied service. So we've seen people her her and a group of seven other staffers foaming at the mouth, her. mad. Saying they ought to, well, the, the conservative side pissed off. You can't deny service to somebody that's wrong. The liberal side saying, yeah, we it's a victory for us. You, there's consequences to acting like you do. So we had a little bit of a sidebar conversation downstairs about it earlier, talking about how it seems like we trade sides. You know, the, the, left, the left has one opinion when they're in power, and the right has an opinion when they're in power. Somebody gets elected, and they just trade sides. And as libertarians, we're very rarely elected, so we just look at them all and say, yeah, "It's crap. <laughs> You're just making stuff up." Um, so, Sean, what's what's going on here? Is this a, is this is there really any smoke here? Or is it all just, just a bunch of people joke uh, making a political hay over nothing thing? The only thing I wonder about because I'm not really well versed in in um, say White House ethics, and it doesn't seem like the people that are running the White House are first in that either. <laughs> um, would be that the president and the White House staff calling out a specific business after that they're denied service in, in in an attempt to get retribution or an attempt to put pressure on that particular business. Um, but it's absolutely the business's prerogative to serve who they want within limitations under federal law. I mean, you can't just not serve African Americans or Mexicans or people based upon their race or nationality, but at the same time, a political perspective, um, you know, that, that's not going to, that's not going to incur, um, the type of scrutiny that would for religious discrimination or, uh, racial discrimination or things like that under federal law. So if it's it's racial, it's wrong. If it's, uh, if it's because you're, you like boys versus girls, then it's wrong. But if you're a Republican, then it's, it's okay. Well, I think that when you're talking about the boys, if you like boys and your boy, um, the Christian Baker in Colorado. Let's, let's not use boys for that. <laughs> boys. That's some pizza man. Men. Yeah. Okay. Men. All right. Fine. Manly men. If you if you love manly men and you're a manly man, um, everybody's up in arms about 
you know, the Colorado bakery and they're refusing service. Um, that, that decision was so narrowly tailored yeah, that because it will, it will not apply to any other business other than this particular set of circumstances. Yeah, but a, but an attorney could bring it up in a future case, right? And like, Hey, listen, in yeah. this case you agreed. Right. Why are you not agreeing with this case? Right. So well, it did kind of set a precedent. I think that the Trump people did a victory lap and, and the conservatives did a victory lap when if they really read the decision, it was really more about um, this board member or somebody making a certain type of comment at their hearing right. that would was unfair to the baker in the, in the opinion of the Supreme Court. So it's not going to be necessarily binding precedent going forward. It's just um, which makes you wonder why the Supreme Court took it anyway, because they don't have to take cases. They right. grant cert, and, and they're— Generally, the Supreme Court wants to deal with big macro issues. Yes. They don't want to rule on one specific case, but that's yes. what they did here. That's and what it, they that, did that here. That was a 7 to 7 to do decision, but it didn't—you know, they almost—they don't want to legislate, or they're not supposed to legislate, but they like to make major decisions that set federal law yeah. going forward. So why can't—okay— oh, um, without the pretext of the Civil Rights Act, without um, with without any other federal guidelines, why why should a a black baker be forced to serve a white man? Why should a why should a Jewish baker be forced to to bake the Nazi cake like uh, like we always say? And that or question... why is it wrong for a for a white supremacist to deny service in a restaurant to a black man. We're going to assign that question to Chase because he's been quiet. Chase, okay. can you explain that one? So I'm going to take you off on a little story here. <laughs> I, I was eating dinner yesterday, and my grandma was talking about how bad this is, how how sorry she if is. If you say a hard R, we're going to lose our show. No, how, how no. bad? How bad? What is with Sarah Huckabee Sanders or, <laughs> yes, or the for the Sanders thing? And I was like, you know, that kind of does suck. And then I was on the toilet like 15 minutes later. Okay, and I was thinking about Grandma it. food poisoned you? And I was like, man, this is just like the cake thing. And then I was like, you know what? You should be able to deny service to whoever you want. Whoever. All right, so if so, uh, a restaurant opens up downtown Newcastle. Yeah. And he's a skinhead Nazi. And he says, whites only, speak American. And If he owns that business... Go ahead, man. You know, Which you're not going to get much he, business, probably. Technically, right now, he couldn't because of the Civil Rights Act, right? Okay, Plus so the he Jennings would be, building isn't open yet. And so I'm he would be saying, prosecuted. <laughs> it's BS. In the I, Equal listen, Protection I'm not Clause racist. of the 14th I have Amendment. black friends. I lived with a black person for <clears> a year. I'm just saying you should be able to do what you want with what you own. And then and then let the market decide. Yeah, let right? the market decide. Personally, because, I wouldn't support that business. Yeah, because if there, I knew there was a Nazi business down the street. I'd do everything I could to write on Facebook or wherever. There's a a piece of shit that's owning a business down here, and I don't want him in my town anymore. That I mean, that exactly. would be me. The, so that's, the only the only problem with that is that that didn't work in the South. Well, okay, I so mean, we, that when, was when everybody next. was kind of racist and comfortable with with that. <laughs> You had to have, you know, the court step in or or someone else step in and say, okay, this is not okay. Segregated so, bathrooms aren't okay. Because I think now, you know, who knows? Alternate history. We're talking about alternate history. Yeah. yeah. Um, who knows what would happen without the jurisprudence of the 60s and 70s? 
that was important in breaking down well, those and what was important what was important with Jim Crow law is like ending school segregation, ending the separate bathrooms and the separate water fountains and things is the majority of those things were happening in public buildings, so like courthouses you had a, a, a you know like the art part the arts park would have a a black restroom and a white restroom mm, that's not and, a public building for the record that's not I don't think that's government owned the arts park yeah, I don't think that's I think that's a private park. For the oh, I thought it was Memorial a... Park would be. Yeah, yeah. Memorial okay. Park so is is, is, is county owned. That, I think the Arts Park is a private organization. Yeah. Has nothing to do with the point. But <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> you, I'm just, you talk about schools and story. things. So you, we're talking about public buildings whenever it comes to Jim Crow laws. Of course, that's important because we can't let our government be segregating between people. We can't let our government oppress other people. That's that's totally opposite. But I think that um, I mean. If those, if the Jim Crow laws had failed, and we did have the Civil Rights Act and it applied to public buildings, then I I do think that we we would have seen a different social turnaround because people watch, whether you like to think about it or not, you you watch the government and things that are going on, the people in leadership, um, and it does have a social effect on your life, whether you like it or not. It it just kind of happens. There have been a lot of psychological studies that have to do with that, especially with Trump in office. It's been very apparent in, in the way that uh, so, that some uh, males behave, and that I I do think that if uh, if we hadn't applied that to other private things, it would have it would have went this way eventually anyway. I don't know if if the culture was ready for that though. I think that especially in the South, in in the fifties and sixties. They might have viewed Kennedy or uh, LBJ as as the enemy. You know, yeah. I think there's oh, there's, totally there's right. a long strain in conservative, not libertarian necessarily, but you know, kind of survivalist kind of thing where where the federal government is the enemy. And I don't think that just because the government says it's okay to treat people equally, that I'm going to treat people equally in our in our restaurant or whatever else. Yeah, I mean, I think if the neo-Nazi guy opens up a bakery uh, in town, he's going to fail in Newcastle, Indiana in 2018. Was that the case in the Deep South in, in 1964? 1960? Yeah. No. <laughs> well, you know, it, uh, he's going to do just fine, probably yeah. just segregating against uh, African-American people. And so, In the long term, ultimately, it turns out okay, right? Like, you know, look at Pride and, and where, you know, where, this is Pride Month. So there was an article in the USA Today today uh, or yesterday. And it said, you know, these pride parades have turned into a, a a place where straight kids go and get party like it's St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. They've they've basically taken the, yeah. the pride parades and yeah. instead of being, you know, the people that are, you know, that are gay and trying to uh, express themselves and it's a protest or it's an awareness thing, now it's turned into a big party because it's been culturally ex- it's it's acceptable now. Where now, you know, you go party and it's just a big party in the streets because being gay is fine. It's it's good to the community. We have gay marriage. We have equal rights. We have equal protection. It's, you know, if you're not on the side of equality, then you're considered to be a bigot, right? It's just like it's – we've come a long way in 15 or 20 years on that issue. Sure, absolutely. And I think the that's Supreme where, Court helped that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They did. And then, and, you know, when you finally got the – I don't think there's any reversing that. And if anybody tries to run on that uh, on that platform, you're going to be marginalized incredibly. I think we're at that point now with with the Jim Crow laws and everything else. No matter where in the country you are, if you had, you know, it, it, it's kind of like unions where unions said, "Hey, we're gonna have four day hour work week," and that's then that forced that issue. 
100 years ago that was required and it was necessary. And they did very good work at that time. But we don't necessarily have to be locked into that box forever, uh, in my view. If somebody tried where, – where society is now, mm-hmm. if somebody tried to have a bigoted organization and say, hey, we're not going to serve X, Y kind of people – they're going to go out of business. Yeah. And every, almost any small business owner you talk to is like, I'm not turning away money. Yeah. You know, this show, if we, you know, unless it's, <clears throat> unless it's some sort of a very, very, very questionable group that doesn't make sense for our show, we're probably going to take you up on a sponsorship and we'll be the, uh, the Dakota Davis studios or, you know, yeah. you know, the, the, you know, brand X, whatever. We'll, we'll shill your stuff and we'll, we'll exclusively show your stuff on the show. Um, that's that's the way it goes, and as long as it's not offensive, and the market will tell us if it's mm-hmm. offensive, then we're that makes sense, mm-hmm. and you have freedom of association. I so I what? think in, on the on the leading edges, you know, maybe it's necessary for the federal government to do something where they did sixty years ago or a hundred years ago. I don't know how necessary it is long term. Yeah. So what do we do? Uh, do we repeal re- repeal those laws, and do we tear down the 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 laws for that? I mean, do we? Step back with case law and on equal protection and the Fourteenth Amendment. I mean, so, no, I don't think it's uh, that I think it's implied. Well, like it's implied. It's the way you live your life. Sure. So at some point, you just sure. don't have to go. You don't have to. Apply right, we don't it have to think about that. Right. It's just I don't you know, have to actively think that I'm not a racist. It's and I'm the not gonna be racist social to norm. People. Yes. Right. Yes. Now at this point, I nobody. I, I, we have so few people that are actually racist. You have you'll have you know comments and things that are made in jest. But it's it's in in the spirit of comedy, right? It, it, you have people that'll make. I understand. Yeah. So we're See, we're so treading on questionable. Harry, very, Harry Price. Yeah. Harry Price, uh, who is our Afro African American friend. Um, he very always good said, friend. Yeah. Very good. Friend. We've wrestled. He, Great he, friend of the pod. I played he, Dungeons and Dragons with him one time. We did. Yeah. He he always says that Why you I can get an invite for that. He makes amazing riffs. I don't know. I bet he does. Ask Jeremiah. It was Next his party. Next time. But he always says that you can tell how racist a person is based on the level of offensive type of racist joke they tell. He says if it's not offensive at all and they act like it's going to be offensive, that man is a racist deep down inside. <laughs> but if he is comfortable saying something really bad at another, at an actual black person, then he's he's totally cool. And I always and I thought about that, and I was like, I was like, wow. That's probably like 100% true because sometimes you think like, you know, if you're like, oh, man, maybe I'm maybe this is going to cross a line. No, you just you're comfortable with yourself because, you know, you're not racist. I can be comfortable in what I'm saying. I know what I'm doing. And I know Harry. He knows me. He knows that I don't hate him because of the color of his skin. I can tell a joke. Like There's so many different societal norms that it would be totally and 100% impossible for the federal government to try to enforce anything than what they already have is what I'm trying to get at. I agree with that. But I'd, All right. I'd, when you win, you stop talking. That's, we, we learned that rule, right? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. what Rex Bell taught us. So, yeah. Once you, you, when, once your you motion, when your motion is granted, you don't have to keep telling the judge. Right. You, told me, <laughs> you told me you hated Harry. <laughs> yeah, it was a different Just reason than the you... color of his skin, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, we had this huge show booked, all of this stuff, and then yesterday afternoon, like the story of the freaking century happened. It's it, uh, maybe we're oversaying a little bit. It's the story of the year in in federal government. This is the story of the year. Anthony Kennedy has been on the uh, U.S. Supreme Court for thirty years, and he's not like the 
He's not Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like the absolute lion of the left, or Justice Scalia, who died, who's a hard right. He has been since uh, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor retired in 2005, 2006, somewhere in there, during the, the second George Bush, George W. Bush administration. He's been like the swing vote. So when there's been a five to four, he's been the one question of which one, which way are they going to go? Are they going with the liberals? Are they going to go with the, the conservatives? What's going to happen? Um, generally, he, he was appointed by a Republican president. He's pres, uh, President Reagan's Reagan. appointee. Uh, and he's generally been more conservative than not, maybe a little bit of libertarian stance on gay marriage and on some, some other progressive social issues. Um, so this is the seat, like the most coveted swing seat. And now uh, he's saying that he's going to retire in the middle of ter- uh, the first term of Donald Trump. So we got to talk about it. Uh, he says he's going to be done at, on July 31st, so he's giving uh, giving his two and a half, uh, about a, what a month and a half notice, something like that. A month. Yep. Uh, what's going to happen? Is he? Uh, you know, there were President Obama going into an election uh, appointed Merrick Garland, uh, who the Senate never took action on, mm-hmm. and then that's what led to uh, Justice Gorsuch, Neil Gorsuch, yes, who's Gorsuch serving now. Took his spot. Yeah. Uh, so Garland was appointed. They never took him up. So theoretically, the Senate could not take action and wait for the next president a year, two and a half years from now. If there's a different president, uh, they may appoint this guy. What's uh, what's going to happen here? And uh, is Sean Rao a, a candidate? Yeah, I want to know. I'd be happy to disgrace the Supreme Court of the United States by becoming the next justice of the Supreme Court of the United States. But that's not going to happen. Um you know, it's going to be interesting because I know that there's this list that Trump had made public. He put out 25 names 25 before he was names. elected saying— Gorsuch is out. Gorsuch is already yeah, he, on the— He's been picked, so there's 24 picked, left. 24 left. I presume he's going to go off the same list because that's what the reports say. So these people are not—what what I think people that are libertarian or, or liberal-leaning or anything outside of Trump, uh, the Trump party— um, they're worried that he'll pick some nut off of Fox News or something else to become the next oh, Supreme Court justice. i got to be honest. A lot of the libertarians are absolutely begging for them to pick a certain nut off of Fox News. If, if uh, I can think of the one. If Napolitano, Which one? Judge Knapp. Yeah, if, if Judge Napolitano was picked. And I Stone in our wall chat, the Weird Libertarians group chat, was all about Napolitano today. Yeah, said, and it just doesn't make sense. No, like, you're going to pick. Honestly, Sean is like five years from being the perfect candidate. Uh, because they want somebody Age. that's 40 to 45 years old. Yes. They want somebody that's going to be on as their legacy to serve until they're 80 or 85 years old. Yeah. So if they appoint Sean at 37 or 35 or 34. I'm 33 now, so i got plenty more years well, in the tank, Well, your confirmation maybe. may take a few years. <laughs> well, we get a Republican Senate. They're going to push somebody through before the October session. Maybe, that, maybe it'll be Ginsburg's Republican. That's assured. I mean, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> They're going to look for somebody young. They're going to look for somebody that is, you know, does have experience. Gorsuch, you know, from my perspective, was a good choice. I I don't agree with a lot of what Trump does or really anything Trump does, but I think that Gorsuch was probably his the best thing that he did as president was select him because I think that he is a constitutional conservative. Well, he may prove me wrong as he goes on, but. Um, you know, with the confirmation hearings and things like that, I, you know, I, I felt like he was certainly somebody that could replace Scalia in, in terms of that. In terms of, uh, that kind of being a little bit more centrist and sticking strictly to the law and not political biases, really. What you're going to worry about, though, is the Fourth, Fifth Amendment. 
the issues tenth amendment about, majorly yeah yeah tenth amendment you're going to worry about uh sixth amendment issues maybe even eighth amendment issues because we're going to talk about uh fines and bail with with civil asset forfeiture that's where i'm worried because where i'm at i'm reading some of these fourth amendment decisions and i'm like man so did my really nailed it in that dissent yeah she was the dissent <laughs> you know because these guys are not the, the issue I have with, with appointments... On, on privacy and on being secure in your papers yeah. and your possessions, yeah. the left generally has... I'm fully in support of what they find. Yeah. You know, Justice Rucker in Indiana, who's yes. retired now, uh, when awesome. we had Barnes versus State, I, you know, that was... A, a, it was amazing, yeah. right? It was great. It was great work, and that's from the hard left. Yeah. But on, well, the on Rucker, those issues... The Rucker dissents are... Some of those are just incredible. Yeah. I mean, he... He was such a wonderful justice for the Indiana Supreme Court, and um, that's that's what I worry about when you talk about a Trump appointee is going to yeah. be somebody that doesn't have fidelity to criminal defendant rights, you know, because people that assert these rights are people that are being charged with a crime by the state, and they think they're a bad guy. But really, it protects all of us. So that's what I would look out for. You need to look out for these issues so, because I think the Trump appointee will vote with Alito and uh, Roberts and different people that they'll stick with their side as, as friendly yeah. with the fourth amendment, fifth amendment issues. So there were, there was a, there's been a lot of talk about this, this quote unquote Mitch McConnell rule, which was what you talked about whenever uh, Obama was president. Um, I just want to clarify for a minute that whenever Obama was trying to appoint a Supreme Court justice that was in 2016. Uh, he was trying to get that through. The Republicans had the majority in the Senate, right? So no matter what you talk about with this Mitch McConnell rule, it doesn't really matter because Obama was trying to appoint a, a justice to a opposite majority Senate. <laughs> it's right. not going to happen anyway. Is the Senate right? is this but, the Senate 4950 uh, 49-51 right now or 50-50? Where, where's the Senate? Senate's controlled by Republicans yeah, right it's, now. Yeah, it's Republican controlled. But but give him a hearing. Give him give yeah. him yeah. Give they him didn't the even give him the a merits. hearing. I mean, no. just even if it's a show thing, even if it's just we're gonna just put on this, you know, uh, yeah, this and, thing and for we're the all American gonna people. take one of our no, our six weeks of vacation that we get. We're that all day. gonna take pot shots of this guy, <laughs> and then we're not gonna confirm him. I mean, just do yeah. that. That was preferable to what they did. I thought it was pretty despicable what they did to this guy. Yeah, it was terrible. I, I think that Trump should be the ultimate troll and appoint him. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think he should put Merrick Garland up. That would it, be the funniest shit would be, I've I ever seen. Lo- I would love That'd it be, so much. That would be amazing. So there's two That'd names. That would be the ultimate Trump troll moment. It would be great. It would be it, uh, truly it would be great. People are like he's going to his sister is on the federal appeals court uh, or the, or the, like the third circuit court. And Merrick Garland is incredibly qualified to be on the Supreme yeah. Court. And I he's mean, very moderate. Yeah. He actually would have been is fine. Pretty moderate yeah. for for like I, I w- if 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 Obama had not appointed him, I wouldn't. Have, I don't think people would have been. Like, eh, yeah, that's fine. It, I think the conservatives probably would have been somewhat supportive of him if he was Trump's guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two names that uh, or two of the names that uh, we've seen a lot in the news have been Mike Lee, who is a U.S. senator right now. Uh, he's his father was a solicitor general. His brother is a uh, Supreme Court guy. I think in Utah maybe. And Mike mm-hmm. is Mike was on the list of twenty five. And then there's a lady named uh, Amy Coney Bar- Barrett. Who uh, who's from uh, Indiana? Mm-hmm. She's, she's uh, from Notre Dame. 
She was a Notre Dame law professor. Go Irish. Uh, and then she was appointed about a year ago by Trump to uh, to one of these federal courts, and she had she had a little bit of a dust up mm-hmm. uh, getting appointed. Said, but it, for diversity and I think it was Trump, more Trump for religious woman, reasons. It was, than what it I was, was it was Catholicism mm-hmm. and uh, religious. I think it was contraception, maybe, and some yep. some views she had had. She, well, she's also been very instrumental in trying to get uh, Roe v. Wade overturned. Which, no matter what your view on abortion is, is terrible law. Because it just goes, it goes directly against. It's perpendicular to the Tenth Amendment, because there's nothing in the U.S. Constitution about abortion, and that should be delegated by the states based on the Tenth Amendment. It's just not. It's not good law. So, what, I, what I'm more concerned about is that she's being attacked for, for her religion. And yeah, John absolutely. F, John she F. Is. Kennedy was, and a lot of people were along the being, course of history. Being a Catholic's pretty sticky, man. There's a. There, <laughs> You would know. <laughs> I was know. an altar boy for a couple of years. That's right. You know. How'd that but go, Jer? I'm a Baptist now. They kept telling the altar boys, watch out for John F. Kennedy. Ap- <laughs> apathetic Baptist. Uh, so, okay, I looked it up. The Senate is 5149, GOP. Uh, uh, John, 5147, well, two the, independents. The, yeah, so two of them caucus the Democrats. So 5149 for all. I mean, Bernie Sanders is a Democrat. Bernie. Yeah. yeah. And I think Angus King, maybe, who caucuses with the Democrats, yeah. too, out of Maine. So 5149. You've got one who's on hospice, pretty much, John McCain. So that's fifty forty nine. R.I.P. And not yet, not yet. Uh, still hanging in there, uh, baby. Hang too tight. soon. Too soon. <laughs> he, yeah, I mean, Trump says he shouldn't have been captured, but let's let's hang on his side for a minute, okay? <laughs> uh, but then, if he appoints Mike Lee, then it becomes okay. You may be fifty. He may have to vote for himself to be mm-hmm. confirmed. That's mm-hmm. a sticky spot, man. Yeah, I would not. I would not nominate. It'll be Jeff Sessions all over again. Or yeah, or if it's Mike Lee's brother, you get a little nepotism mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, his that, brother's on the short list he, too. That's what he ran into when he appointed Jeff Sessions to be Attorney General, because there are plenty of great attorneys that you could have appointed for that. Yeah, but you and, picked a sitting U.S. senator. But you, which get by the this way, guy. you cost yourself a Senate seat because it went to the Democrats after. It's the ultimate. Uh, I, I think which I, is why it's fifty-one forty-nine. I retweeted this or I posted this. It's the ultimate own goal. You you nominated this guy. He's the attorney general, and then the Democrats ride their wave. You you appoint somebody who people can can say you know <gasps> like young girls or whatever Roy else. What Roy if he Moore. appoints Roy Moore to the Supreme Court? That'd He's be, already been an Alabama Supreme Court. Justice. I think Roy Moore or Merrick Garland would be the ultimate. <laughs> yeah, you're you're up there with that. that I'm would having be... some fun with that. See, I would I would nominate Ivanka because I'd vote for her. So the, pr- mm. the problem is Roy Moore got kicked off the Alabama Supreme Court, so I don't think. But that then he's... he got reelected by the people, so I mean, yeah, but they picked him. So our, our short list is uh, Mike Lee, uh, Sean Rao, Roy Moore, Boom. and Eric Garland. Yeah, and Ivanka. One of a those rogues, four. A rogues gallery. <laughs> One of those four. My Dakota, name's out there, tr- President Trump. Oh. It's been floated by cr- reputable media sources. I know the NSA is watching this one. So yeah, Dakota left because he had a poop. Uh, or P. I don't know. It's a one or a two. We'll check later. It was definitely a two. I saw, I saw how he was walking out. <laughs> uh, will you reach into that cooler over there and grab uh, grab one of the green ones for me? Yes. Can you do that while we're live on the air? We're searching. Oh, there's one left. Sean, do you need one? No, I'm good. We can split it. No, you're good. We can split it. So uh, my co-host is left. I'm left with Chase, who knows nothing about any of this. He was really okay. counting. I know some of it. Hang on, wait. Ask me a question. He hasn't. He hasn't been given an opportunity here. He hasn't. He hasn't been able to prove himself Watch in this, this segment. You ready for this? Yeah. Chase, what did you think about Merrick Garland? I thought he was great. You would have voted for him. 
Uh, possibly. If if uh, Obama would have nominated him, probably. If he had nominated him. Yes. So when he did nominate him for the Supreme Court. <laughs> I said if he didn't. <laughs> if he didn't nominate him, I would have voted for him. Should he have gotten a hearing? Was uh, that the right thing to do? Or, or are pure politics what we do in November? Probably, but realistically, it didn't matter. I mean, are, you're happier with Gorsuch? Sure. All right. See, that's why we have him here, folks. That hard hitting. Where's hard the hitting sports detail. center break? Yeah, you I, want, I, I need my. Uh, I need my. <laughs> where's uh, where's the, my World Cup scores? The Red Sox are currently getting their ass beat. Thank God. Mm. By whom? Uh, Tampa. Tell me it's Tampa. They, I'm pretty sure it's the Angels. The I'd Devil Rays. To, I'd have to double check, but sure. Now what's, I'm pretty sure it's Anaheim. What's all your affiliations? Oh, okay. I am a big Yankees fan for baseball. Yeah. But I grew up a Yankees fan, so I didn't just, you know, yeah, I didn't jump on the bandwagon. For football, I'm a big Chicago Bears fan. Yeah. And for uh, basketball, I mean, college, I root for IU. You know, NBA, I always go for the Pacers until they get knocked out in the first round. And then I go for, like, you know, anyone that's not Golden State or LeBron James. So. And then Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't – I keep up with – I kind of keep up with hockey. I watch like a game a year. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll keep up with the scores. Yeah. But the guy who kind of got me into it was a Penguins fan, yeah. so that's why I root for them. I'm a pretty hardcore Chicago Blackhawks fan. Everybody that knows me sees my Blackhawks coffee mug. There's a lot or... of it. Sean chose not to wear a Blackhawks hat, though. He's got the Guardian, Guardian Brewing Company. From Muncie. When I walked in the door, I thought, out. I thought it was the Raiders. I'm wearing my Colts t-shirt tonight. Uh, Dakota doesn't have anything. He's not repping anything. He's just got the nope. the gray uh, gray and white horizontal stripes. I'll be honest. I watched the, the championship game of the first first year of the two-peat for the mm-hmm. Penguins. Mm-hmm. It was the last game to win it all, and mm-hmm. it ended. And I like I didn't know what was going on. I thought there was still like another period left or something. <laughs> like I was so confused. I was like, "Why are they celebrating? There's more, more left of the game. We're still in the third, guys." <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. All right, Dakota's found his way back in. Uh, yep. We have a. How, how was your poop? I, well, well, wait a minute. We had a fifty. Uh, we got a fifty. Really bad. We had a fifty dollar bet on, uh, you know, the eight years whether or not you have a kid. Yep. We hadn't put a number on it yet, but I had one and he had a two, so it was one. What? What are you talking about? What? What you had to do? A one or a two? I had to I had to pee really bad. All right, so you it's all this bucks. beer that Sean's been giving me, man. Twenty bucks. I'm a pusher. Twenty dollars? <laughs> you bet twenty dollars on that? Twenty bucks. I ain't bet nothing. Half oh, of it's yours. I just gosh. saw you walking out. I was like, he definitely has to poop. <laughs> <laughs> I told you before I left, I, I had know. to pee. I know. <laughs> all right, one more one more thing we wanted to get into today. It's the laws in the state of Indiana. Weird laws. July first, we get into the the new laws that come into play. Uh, that's when, uh, except for the cold beer on or the the warm beer on Sundays. Thanks, Tom. We got warm beer at least. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got war- beer on Sundays. Uh, that that kicked in right away while they were still in session because uh, yep. the governor needed a photo op of him buying some Indiana Indiana made beer during the session. <laughs> uh, we love you, Governor Holcomb. Thank you for uh, signing that one. And we do we have Indiana forward- beer- made beer tonight. We do. What am I drinking? You brought North. this. It's four fifty North Payday. Columbus, Columbus Indiana. Made in Columbus, the hometown of Vice President of the United States, Michael R. Pence, and uh, Tony Stewart, who's racing tonight in Rushville, by the way. Yeah. Mm. There was nobody. I went to Rush County Fair last night with uh, uh, Mark Rutherford, the yeah. Libertarian Party of Indiana, yes. Secretary of State candidate, yes. who everybody needs to vote for. I went down there, and everybody's like, oh, there's nobody here tonight. Why not? Tony's coming tomorrow. Get Tony Stewart coming tomorrow night. Nobody's, nobody's nice. here tonight. We're all coming to see Tony. 
waiting for the next day. It was a quiet night at the restaurant. One of one of the points that I wanted to make about the laws for the for the new laws that are going into effect, Governor Holcomb had two hundred and or he had nine hundred laws that were proposed in the in the legislature. Uh, two hundred and ten actually made it to his desk. All right, two hundred and ten is actually the fewest the fewest laws that have made it to his desk since two thousand and twelve. That that seems insane to me. That's a lot of laws that are being made every year. A lot of bills. Yeah, um, a lot of bills. Okay. Yeah. Now. Does twenty twelve feel like that long ago to you, Sean? <laughs> I mean, it was. Man, six I'm years getting ago. old. I'm getting old. I feel like it's just the other day. Yeah. I was a senior in high school. I was a junior in high school. I, I was gra- running for state representative. I graduated from law school. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I had the job I have now. Sean's done very well for his life. I found the house I live in now in 2012, (laughs) and I ran for office. It's basically a reboot. I'm just doing the same thing year after year after year. I'm getting married in a week, but, I mean, it's the same thing over and over and over. Anyway. Except for this. Except for the show, which is amazing. Can't wait. It's good. Can't wait until we have a mortgage for the show. Give us your money. (laughs) (laughs) The first bill that we had is something that's very near and dear to our hearts as libertarians. Uh, which is civil asset forfeiture. I don't know how you feel about that, Sean. I feel strongly about it. You feel strongly? Strongly. I have strong uh, feelings about it. Are no. you are you a proponent or an opponent? I'm an I'm against civil asset forfeiture um as it stands right now. So when it was when it was introduced as you know, this is something we're gonna do, it was always because, well, we gotta we're gonna put money in the common school fund, uh, we're gonna help the kids, we're gonna take the money from the drug dealers and give it to kids. Kind of like the new gas tax. Where doesn't happen. We're, we're going to use this for the roads. Right. Well, 80% of it goes to general fund. <laughs> so there, there <laughs> is fake news. When we mentioned the Supreme Court of the United States, there is a case from Indiana, I believe, that was granted cert on that. And it's an well, Eighth Amendment issue. Out. Granted cert. This isn't the West Wing, so we got to explain stuff. So Granted um, cert. I just say stuff and it just sounds good. I know. It's not, but Sorkin's <laughs> not writing this stuff. we got to explain for the guy driving across, what the hell is cert? When when someone or when a case is granted cert to the Supreme Court, it means that the Supreme Court has looked at this case. They have decided that they're going to accept it and decide it because they have, much like the Supreme Court of Indiana, uh, which they're granted transfer instead of cert. But in the Supreme Court of the United States, they are granted cert uh, a certiorari um, for all my federal law friends out there. Um, they're all watching right now. <laughs> they, Grant, sir, <laughs> that's just where lawyers—they just—that's the shorthand for it. It's—it's, it's, but the the Supreme Court has accepted this case from Indiana, based upon the civil asset forfeiture laws and based upon the Eighth Amendment of the United States Constitution. So that talks about excessive bail and things like that. I believe that the case involved involves a, a Land Rover that was worth like forty two thousand, but the guy only had like three hundred dollars worth of drugs in the car. So the, so the Eighth Amendment the said excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments. So if he was maxed out on his fines for the offense that he was charged with, say he gets convicted, that would be like four, five, six times the value of, of the fine versus the car. So they're getting a, a $44,000 car, but they could have only fined him maybe $5,000 at most. So they're stealing from him. In policing for profit, and, and it's it's legalized theft in a lot of instances. I mean, um, the way it's supposed to work is that they seize the asset, 
and then the money goes into the school fund. That's not how that works in a lot of jurisdictions. So there's a lot of litigation, both at the the state level as well as the federal level, uh, to deal with deal with this issue of civil asset forfeiture. There's a guy named Paul in Indianapolis. Uh, man, I am striking out his mm-hmm. name here. Paul Fabric? No, 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 no. Not that's, Paul. Not our that's friend the Paul. One. That's the one. Yep. You recognize the name, right? No, he's written for reason. Uh, he's been a pretty big Paul Ogden. Do you know Paul Ogden's name at all? I know his name. Yeah. Yeah. Paul yes. Ogden has worked as he's I've an attorney in Indianapolis. Yeah. And he's got a, he's got a blog down there. I've read his blog. Uh, but he's times. and he's he's been this has been a big issue of Paul's. Absolutely. Big leader on this one. Um. I would read anything and, he wrote on that. And he's he's talked. I think there's only I think Wayne County, maybe three other company, counties, were actually following the law in the state of Indiana, properly doing the uh, proper properly applying the law for uh, for civil asset forfeiture. Yes, because so. it's it's not here. Here's the issue. It, it's in the Indiana Constitution that the forfeiture would go to that. So it's it's the Constitution versus the legislature's workaround of the Constitution. Where a lot of the times, it, right now, it, it's, it goes into the operating budgets of our local sheriff's departments. Or prosecutor's office or right. drug task force law or law enforcement. Yeah, in general. yeah and, yeah. and uh, watching, if you watch Live PD, I've mentioned that show yeah. a lot on the show. They, I've heard them talk about on that show, the sheriff's deputies, they're like, yeah, we're going to seize this guy's car. Uh, we're probably going to send it to auction. Yeah. You know, he's like, um, asset forfeiture is really big for us and how we get our funding. And I'm like... How this do you is ours justi- now. <laughs> how do you justify that in your mind? So, and like this is people; these are people that are are uh, pulled over for drug offenses, right? So they they might be they might have you know a kilo of cocaine in their car, and all of a sudden their car is being is being taken. All the money that they had on them is being taken, and they're going to prison. I want to so like I want to make it clear though it's not it, it, the system is set up in a way that it creates incentive that's not good. Mm-hmm. It's not that we want to defund a sheriff's department by right. any means. They need they need to have the tools and the operating funds to do their job, and we need to fund that appropriately through the right methods. But, but also but going after a guy and trying to take something from them is not the right way to do it. And right. keep in mind that civil asset forfeiture is prior to any conviction. Right. It's so right. you could go to trial and you could be found not guilty, but your stuff's already seized. It is, and it is gone. literally stealing for personal gain. Like that. That is all policing, civil asset. Policing for profit. Yeah, that's all it is, and and it's totally wrong. Well, it, it's just like seatbelt laws. Like, <laughs> I mean, if we're getting into it. Now, there's there's also <laughs> criminal forfeiture in, in some ways where you're after you're convicted, then say, like, if you're convicted for a gun offense, the gun would be then destroyed or whatever else. Right. Like, know, so. so the DNR does a lot of that, you know, so, where yeah. they're, well, they'll set up, like, robotic deer out into uh, out into a uh, a public land where you're not supposed to hunt. And then they'll, they'll spot a guy that is, uh, that all of a sudden is a, uh, Using a spotlight in the middle of the night, and he shoots it with a with a shotgun, and he doesn't have a hunting license. So they little, come. It's a little they, deer honeypot scandal yeah. is what this entrapment. Yeah, that robot deer just looked too good. I couldn't oh, shoot it. I was driving so, down State Road three honey. and off to the or, west side of the road. I saw that doe. Or, <laughs> or, or if they catch I just you, had to stop like, my ranger and pull out the gun. They they catch you, you and uh, well, you can take either one. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You just shoot him. <laughs> If it's brown, it's down, seen. baby. But, uh, I've seen it. But, Case uh, is showing videos on the internet of things we've seen. Yeah, totally it's a woman doing a terrible thing with a hot dog. <laughs> but you can Google it. It's out there. <laughs> but it, it was just cracking me up. For the record, it completely disappeared, and then she she brought it back. 
Anyway, uh, he just so, needs relief from the civil asset <laughs> forfeiture talk. So that's, this, a, yeah. that's a special talent. But okay, so let's let's get into the new law. Wait, yeah, so it, Senate in Rule Act ninety nine uh, says the prosecutor basically has seven days or the property is returned. So now at this point, they're probably the law is going to incentivize every prosecutor to take everything you ever have, yeah, I mean, just the, to be safe. The state, the state can file paperwork. This is yeah. what the state does. So <laughs> it's their I, job. <laughs> I, it's kind of their job. And I know a lot of prosecutors. I, I have now in Henry you know, County, they can only file it four days a week, so they've got to get on it because we're closed on Mondays. Well, that the clerk's office works five days a week, so they, <laughs> yeah. they're the ones they that accept the filing. <laughs> Not necessarily the recorder's office or, or wherever else, but clerk's office is closed Wednesday and Thursday next week. I know this because well, I got to go ask permission from the state of Indiana to marry my fiance. They're also go Friday. But it also gives me a chance to like go and take a vacation and not have to take a lot of work days. I just love it. Is Don't it pub- do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Whatever. I can't wait to cheer you and Katie on in about six months. Yeah. Six months, six years, same kind of thing. <laughs> so so the prosecutor's really good at filing paperwork. Yes. If he wants to, he will. And um so I don't really see this as a huge boon to win. liberty. It's just it makes the state jump through more hoops that the state can jump through. Because that's kind of what the state does. It's one of those things where you read it and you're like, wow, this is a step in the right direction. Yeah. And then you go, uh. Yeah, exactly. How many times do they not have the paperwork filed in seven days? You know, like, because I imagine to most prosecutors are, are pretty good at their jobs. You know, I like to think that anyway. Our elected prosecutor, he does a good job. You know, he is somebody that works hard, and he has a lot of staff people that are able to help him with this. So if it comes to it, it'll get filed. It's not a matter of, oh, man, I'm so busy, I can't file this and whatever. Um, You know, so. Well, this says that the prosecutor must file it. His office. His, yeah, his office. Yeah. No, I don't want any. I don't want any assistance. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to break the illusion to you, but Joe Burgess does not walk down to the prosecutor's office and and hand the clerk uh, paperwork. It just it's wow. all electronic. Have you filed something with, no. with the clerk's office? Uh, Debbie wow, Walker the, doesn't sign everything. They have a the, stamp. They have so a stamp. the clerk's office has electronic capabilities. So so I don't have to pay a <laughs> dollar per page anymore. <laughs> They da-da-da, can actually upload da-da-da. stuff to a computer. I am not getting in between you and the clerk's <laughs> office because they like me, so I don't. I want to keep that up. No, I have no qualms with the ladies that work at the clerk's yeah. office. They just have to follow a crappy law. Well, and, and we've moved to an e-filing system, so say when I file a motion, that's all electronic. It's all I don't hand a piece of paper to the clerk. I don't hand a piece of paper to the judge. It's all, here's this electronic document. Here's this PDF. Sign it. You know, Here's this Word document. You guys just use Google Docs because it's free. Well, we have to file it with Odyssey, so it's oh. it's all an e filing system. But no, this is this is an illusion of there's gonna be more work, there's more oversight being done, which that in reality doesn't really make any difference. Right. It's this yeah. is an illusion. All right. So which, then which I, I don't mean to like belittle the people that worked on this. You know, it does make the more work for the state, but at the same time, if you're so unhappy with the way government is, why the hell isn't your name on the ballot, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little busy with the practice of law. And... Why didn't you talk to me before Sunday, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> I could have put you up against Tom Saunders. Yeah, don't do that. Not but, this time. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you. All right, we're talking about sex education. I'm glad you faded that out. Yeah. 
We're we're talking about sex education in schools. This is public schools, obviously. Um, It is now. This is really weird. Starting July 1st. Yeah, starting July 1st, parents can now opt out of sex ed in schools. Um, Teachers and classes also have to send home. That will will help with the teen pregnancy. Yes. Jared, this is what you need to know. Oh, that's. When two people love each other. That's. Very much. That's, that's, uh, that looks like two of the same thing. Is that for, because it's Pride Month or is that you need a different one? Whatever you want it to be. Okay. All right. Write it, I'm writing that down. They connect, Jared. I gotta go back when to high school. You love someone very much. I... You connect with that person. Yeah, deep down. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say, you pervert. Are you giving him pointers for the honeymoon, or what's going on? <laughs> Apparently, that? That's what's going on. <laughs> Chase, is, Chase is gonna have the unscheduled speech during the wedding rehearsal, oh, or but during that third rehearsal. I'll sit you down on my knee. Yeah. I'll be like, listen here, son. Yeah. All right, son. Son. He's 13 years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> we we realized yesterday. That he's like a year or two older than my mom's boyfriend. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Great revelation. Uh, yeah, I was. I, I don't know what to say. I I just I. I you just... could be Chase's stepdad. Well, if things don't work out with Sarah, I guess I'll, I'll call. <laughs> so does he, does he want t- to be? He I'll does call take Chase's... me fishing a lot. He does. Yeah, he's trying to teach you the the way of the road, man. Yep. All right. So back I, to sex education. Uh, now, okay, so the schools also have to send home a notice with the with the students to the parents to tell them what they're going to be covering, uh, what the lesson plan is. As a libertarian, this is really this is kind of difficult for me to uh, to come to a conclusion as to what I feel is right versus wrong, because obviously we believe that uh, parents have the ultimate responsibility to their students. But I also understand that a lot of times parents just – that has to be the most awkward situation. I mean I don't have children. Here's the way I look at it. If you have have school choice as a parent, if you want to send your kid to public school, you can send your kid to public school. If you want to homeschool your kid, you homeschool your kid. If you want to go to private school, you do do what Chase did and you go to a school of three kids. Uh, Any of those – 18, but I graduated Right, you had a class of three. Yeah, so I, but that's the, the entire school corporation had three kids or eighteen kids in your deal. Yes, three. It varied year to year. My school corporation uh, had three. It was my brother, my sister, and myself, uh, and that, and that's fine. And you can do you can make any choice you want. But once you decide you're going to go into the school, then you sign up for the school's curriculum. Yep. Then, um, and then, then if the parents want to get in and negotiate and say, "Hey, I prefer you do this, and you don't do that," then you can you can work something out with the school if you want to. Right. So that's but, what I was thinking. My whole qualm with this is with it should not be delegated by the state. This should be a local school board's responsibility. Uh, if a parent comes to a school board and says, "I want you to, I want to opt out." I don't want my child to go through your sex education course. I can take care of it myself. Then the school board should vote on that, and then that is how it's decided. Not necessarily delegated by the state, because I'm all about giving the schools on the local level as much power as possible. I don't want I I want I don't even want the Department of Education for the federal government to exist. I don't think Betsy DeVoe should even have a job. So I I think that she doesn't either. So that's fine. Exactly. So. I, that's somebody's, why I think, somebody's got to collect all those student loans. <laughs> somebody's yeah, got to count exactly all that money. Right, yeah. that's, what, that's what Brent does every day. Patreon supporter Brent Spicer. <laughs> He's just sitting there collecting those loans, baby. Deleting your student loan, baby. That's where you are. Deleting them. Yeah. 
I need to get in touch with yeah. him. If you call Sally sure. May, ask for Brant. He'll take care of you. <laughs> tell him tell him the boss hog delivery sent you. He'll clear off your federal student loans. But, yeah, I totally agree with you, Jeremiah. Whenever you say that this uh, – that whenever you sign up for public school, you are accepting their curriculum, curriculum, and if you want it changed, then you should be able to go to the school board and they should change it. There's way too many avenues for people to go through, for the school board to go through to get curriculum changed because our school boards have literally – Basically, 0% effect on the curriculum that gets taught inside of the schoolhouse. Top down just doesn't work very well. All right, let's let's go rapid fire here. The All next right. one is a fun one. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's purple paint. So apparently at Walmart, you're not going to be able to find any purple, purple paint, paint for a while because starting July 1st, if you if you paint your trees purple, and uh, there's there's some some uh, I guess some some places you have to paint your tree. It has to be three foot high and eight feet long. Now so you got to have a tall tree. You can't just paint okay. your mailbox purple. There's eight, eight inches long. Eight inches. I'm sorry. Eight yeah. inches. Yeah. I got to yeah. bring it in close. I'm, getting, eight inches I, I'm over thirty, so I got to look close <laughs> up here. Tom. The redwoods. It's, here. it's a small font. Eight yeah. eight inches long purple paint on a tree over three foot high means stay the hell off my ground. As Eric Holcomb said. I I kind of I kind of like this law. I think it's pretty good because you don't have to. I. I think that it's going to make it a lot easier as a, as a person who spent some time out in the woods, doing backpacking, hunting, uh, what have you. It will help you to identify it, private property. Absolutely, because sometimes you come across this old wire fence that has been in that woods for fifty years, and you don't know what it means. And someone has told you in the past, "Oh, that is all. That's all public property." And you go, "Oh, okay." And then all of a sudden, you come across this fence, and you're like. What the heck does this mean? If I cross this fence, am I in private property? That's, that's when you get out the you Google know? Maps and you figure out where you're at. What was the and law before? Beacon oh, Schneider. Did you just have a have to have a no trespassing sign? So in the yeah. past, in the past, what you would have is you would have no trespassing sign set up, and say you're a hunter and you wanted to claim ignorance, you could go steal his tra- no pre- trespassing signs a couple weeks before, throw them away, they don't get put back up, and then you can claim oh, I did nothing about it. Uh, that's my Southern Indiana voice for you, Dakota. I'll be honest. If I see a purple a purple mark on a tree, I'm just like, oh, Barney was there. He's well, a big now, Barney fan. Now you know. Now you know. Someone can shoot you if you're on if you're past that purple line, and no. they can be totally legal. Okay. Nobody can <laughs> shoot you. You're on their property. They they just can't no let shotgun you. Shotgun traps. No we have, bombs. We no have landmines. We, we have leash laws for this. I can't take chase on someone's property without a, a with a leash that's longer than six feet long. Okay. So if I don't have him on a proper leash, how then often, he can get shot. How, how often He's not do you a plan on putting me on a leash? As long as you want to. Until yeah. you're trained up. Ooh. Fifty Shades <laughs> of Dakota over there on that side of the room. <laughs> Pride Month 2018. <laughs> so uh, the purple paint's going to be a... So I have two trees in my front yard. Okay, I guess i got to paint them, paint them purple <laughs> to keep people the hell off my lawn. That's right. Dakota, All right. Dakota doesn't have any trees, so he's he's screwed. I have a, a red cedar tree. It's very nice. Is it out front? No, it's in the back. No, so well, by the time you get there, they've already violated your civil you, rights. You want to come over and help me paint my fence purple? Yeah. All right, let's do that. It'll be fun. All right, speaking of private property, another law we have is Airbnbs and what the heck is going on with them. So uh, House Bill uh, 1035 prohibits bans on Airbnbs. So your local municipality or city cannot create an ordinance that bans Airbnbs, but local governments can charge a fee to the owner of the property of $150. I bet Darren Jacobs gets in line quick for that one, huh? Yeah, I bet he does. No, I represent the Area Planning Commission for Henry <laughs> County, and I will plead the fifth. 
<laughs> dang, dang, Darren, you trying to, to get trying bring, to get rich off this county. Dang it, you know, you know Darren. You know, <laughs> he's just trying to just typical, crush people's freedom. Typical Darren, resident socialist. Token, That's right? Token, Token socialist. socialist. <laughs> he's a resident socialist. Cindy, uh, <laughs> Cindy Brooks posted something about uh, earlier this week on Facebook about why are all these sirens running around Spiceland right now? She lives in Spiceland. Obviously, somebody had chickens and they found them. The chicken Matt, man. Matt Pierce had to go down lights on and eradicate. That's right. That's what happened. Dang it, Matt. He's looking for more uh, assets to seize. <laughs> oh, God. Matt's not going to talk to you for a week now. <laughs> <laughs> he might pull our Patreon donation. Be careful. He's not. He's one of our new Patreon donors, and he's been giving me a gift every day in Pokemon. I, they I, gave have, a gifting. Pick, I have a bone I need, to pick with Matt. I need Matt. to stay on Matt's good side. I have a bone to pick with Matt because I waved at him today. From my bucket truck, and he didn't wave back. Was so. he? Was he paying attention? He might have been running your plates. He could have been. I don't know. Investigating. I just got my CDL physical. Okay, so I'm I'm legal now. You're good now. You can smoke weed again all year long. Today, take your next one. All year long. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, if you get pulled over, you need to kegel it. All right. <laughs> all right. Speaking so. about eyeballs and smoking weed and them getting red, you can no longer tattoo the whites of your eyes. Well, you have until July 1st, so you got a couple yeah. more days to get your post tattoo on your eyeball. Yeah. Go see Chad Rao at Underdog's Tattoo Gallery, and he can get you fixed up first. But, uh, yeah, and what's weird is the website that I was looking at had zero explanation for this law. Like, I'd, It's like it just appeared out of nowhere. All of a sudden, you can't get the whites of your eyes tattooed. I would I would presume that tattoo parlors um, most, answer most of them to, probably said no don't do that anyway right <laughs> was this really <laughs> a problem <laughs> yeah that's what you wonder about it was first of all was this really a problem here's probably what happened it happened to somebody and somebody got really really hurt or yeah. something happened they and went so blind their family member reached out to a legislature this became a bill everybody's like okay people should be tattooed with their eyeballs fine no eyeball tattoos this is how this happens as long as you vote for my road funding increase I'll vote for your stupid Tattoo eyeball. eyeball thing. Yeah. Speaking of gotcha. tattoos, Jared, when are you getting yours? Uh, when uh, when we you, get uh, you owe the viewers. We have surpassed Ooh. a thousand downloads a few times. Wait, okay, so here's here's my rider. I will get the Moral Family Crest uh, when somebody else pays for it. If Dakota pays for it, I'll get it done. We have a Patreon feed. We'll go to Chad. <laughs> we'll go to we'll go to Chad Rao or Row. I don't know. I don't even know anymore. I'm afraid. I'm like I'm trigger nervous. Uh, Gun shy on saying row or row because it's R O W E, yeah. but God only knows. Mike Rowe is more anybody. famous than you are. I know. That's the problem. My you ancestors that, right? made my life a little bit more difficult than it should be. Half my family thinks <laughs> that we're the Morels, so it's, yeah. you know, whatever. I understand. Yeah. So, right. so I, no more eyeball tattoos. No, no more, more eyeball, eyeball tattoos. tattoos. RIP. And then that leads us into another fun piece in legislation, which is abortion. Um, <laughs> Abortion's always fun. Okay. Uh, yes, let's wind down the show with a little abortion talk. There's four guys around a table. Let's let's talk about this who for the lady up, folk. Who came up with this? Uh, who came you up know, with this list? You don't have to be a lady to have proper. He left off my favorite one. You don't have to have, be a lady. Get to that. Yeah, you don't have to be a lady to have proper morals. That's just or morals. Morals. Nobody knows. Either Jeremiah, didn't you say the best form of abortion was the stairs? That's my brother. No, that was Danny. <laughs> that was Danny. No, I, 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 quote, I, I won't quote him because I, I don't want to ruin his life. Uh, but uh, apparently, starting on July 1st, clinics must report complications uh, due to abortions to the state. And uh, fire stations can now uh, set up any kind of baby boxes that they want. 
So we've got baby boxes all over the state. What what did the state have to do with saying okay to these? What uh, they do? There were some hoops uh, with local uh, local municipalities and cities that fire stations had to jump through, but the state basically come came in and swept and said. You don't have to deal with this anymore. If you want to set up a baby box, set up a baby box. Maybe baby. I'm, <laughs> I'm craving baby back ribs now, and I don't know why. <laughs> Go see what Planned Parenthood can hook you up with. <clears throat> I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, no. you should be. They're murderers. What was the one that you wanted? So uh, I put one in the group chat about dams, and Chase and I went looking. We, we've scouted two two reservoirs here in the last week and a half. Uh, about dams, the state of Indiana says that uh, on DNR, I guess DNR properties or any public dams, uh, you could not boat or fish within 300 yards of a dam. Jared, did you break that rule? So I don't. <laughs> this is what I need to find out. <laughs> there, there are no cones uh, posted at Westwood. There are at Summit Lake in, at in Lake Henry Westwood. County. <laughs> at Lake Westwood, whatever. <laughs> you two and your renaming of things. Uh, Lake Lake Doughboy, whatever. Anyway, so. <laughs> the, the, the state of Indiana says within 300 yards, 300 yards, you couldn't you couldn't take your boat or fish. And there were little uh, buoys out there marking that. Now they're saying we can go 200 yards. Now, Chase tells me the best fishing is right up on the dam. So for the last Where 15 years or so, you can't go. I know at Brookville, you can't go up on the dam. You can't at Summit Lake. Westwood, I think maybe because it's the Blue River Conservancy instead of a DNR property, you can go right up on that dam. So we nice. fished it, Damn. and it's a huge drop off. We had the tro- we had the uh, we had the trolling motor running, and we were backing up off of the uh, off the spillway. And Chase is like, "Jer, Jer, Jer, Jer!" <laughs> we damn near hit the dam with the back of the boat. That was close. <laughs> I was like, "Jer, you might mo- you might want to move forward a little bit." I had. Uh, I'm sure exactly. Had, that's exactly the way you said it too. I had it rotated. Really, it was close. I, <laughs> you might want to. We just. It's we not just, my boat. So. We just kissed it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we sank it, what's going to happen? True. We would have just walked on land. We've just been right there, right? Now we both almost died on Jeremiah's boat. No, uh, Dakota, you had, a much, you had a much scarier moment than Chase did, I will promise. <laughs> okay. Yeah, ours wasn't uh, life-threatening. I was nervous on yours. I wasn't I wasn't worried about Chase's incident. Why do you think I've never gone out with him since? Because <laughs> he have been invited. Well, thanks for the heads up. That was sketchy. Yeah. There was a waterfall involved with the Dakota incident. Uh, you can go back and listen to the uh, a previous uh, July. We talked about July it on sixty five last week. Yeah, so it's real. But no, it was. Uh, we really got into it on one episode. So that's that. Uh, I think that's the end of the. That's really the end of the programming. Yeah. Right. You anything else? I mean, that's it. No, right. I'm good. Sean, buddy, you got anything to promote? Any big trials you want people to show up no. for and cheer you on? Hold signs. Your beer is really good. Uh, thank you. I I selected it. Now I I do homebrew, but it wasn't ready today. None of this was toilet beer or tub beer. It's not toilet beer. I made it in uh, toilet. But, but next Let's time, let's go to maybe prison. It's... You ever watch that movie with uh, uh, Will Arnett? Yes, it's one of my favorites. People make people make alcohol in, in prison and jails. Let's it go to prison. Happens. I made it in the toilet. This uh, is toilet wine. And I I do know people that have made toilet hooch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> save that for another day. Save that for another day. But no, I I've uh, I've enjoyed homebrewing lately. That's my new hobby, and uh, maybe next time I'll I'll bring some to share with so you guys. This... There's a there's a question from the future, Mrs. Morrell. Mm-hmm. She's and, very concerned about this one. And I don't know why. It's it's a question for the lawyer. Uh oh. Prenup or no prenup? Oh, prenup. How much money does he have though? 
I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> what's your net worth, buddy? <laughs> I'm going to write her number down. Jared, make her sign the prenup. Uh, the prenup? Uh, did you ever watch did the prenup and the prenup? Right. Is she Sean, trying to protect her asset, though? No. Uh, I'm assuming her debt. Sean, let's let's put it this way. Did you ever watch the uh, watch Silicon Valley and they yeah. talk about being in the four or five comma club? I, I don't know. I no, okay. That. So I'm like, we'll put it this way. I'm a hundred thousandaire. I'm oh. not anything like. Ooh, there's nothing. Snap. I've got a house and a four hundred one k. Yeah, it's not exactly like we're bajillionaires over okay. here. No. I think I think she's worried about not much. I mean, I, I know we're getting a lot of cool gifts every time I come home. There's like <laughs> my buddy Joe uh, Joe Canary, the the, uh, the school teacher uh, down in Knightstown. He stopped by and dropped some stuff off the other day. He's like Jeremiah. You have a serious Amazon addiction, and you need to work on it. I'm like, no, I don't, Joe. Everybody's sending me stuff right now. Every time I turn the around, season. there's like three boxes outside. Yeah. So you, um, gosh, this is a difficult question. Mm. Did you sign a prenup when you got married? No, I did not. Mr. Lawyer? Because I had no money, and my wife had no money. Because you had true love. Just true love, baby. <laughs> just, just the love of my life. That's it. Yeah. Well, Sarah's asked this question three times in the live yeah. in the live chat. Well, so she just um, wants to know how much of my stuff she gets to take. I think <laughs> she wants to know if she gets the deep end or the shallow end of the pool. Well, I it's think all, that's, it's I all think split fifty fifty. I mean, yeah. you look at the debts, you look at the assets, you split it in half, and and, and it's off done. You go. And Dakota, you go. Did you make Audrey sign a prenup? Uh, no. So <laughs> she can take, hesitate. I can she tell can you. take half the show. No, no. She Dakota already has dreams about how Jeremiah has half. Nightmares, really. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about that before, too. Yep. She's not on the title for the house, though, so I won't be homeless. Good. Well, so you think. That's marital property. <laughs> and if you That's die, good. she gets to take over the mortgage if she wants. If you have it's marital kids, property you're screwed. Now. Yeah. If you have kids, you're screwed. On this fun note. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got all these happy marriages, and we're just going over the autopsy of what it looks like if nothing. She's, something she's terrible the happens. one that introduces me as her first husband. She oh. does. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I saw that as a. I saw that on Twitter today. I thought it was hilarious. My uncle Jim always said he's looking for his next ex-wife. So <laughs> we really do. I, I do a lot of family law, so maybe next time I can do more uh, uh, divorce. Do you have and, any uh, custody issues? Wait a minute. Hmm. Do you have any uh, Bash Kreider stories for me? Because he didn't have any sh- uh, Katie Manning <sighs> stories last week. Like professionally or personally? I don't know. Just a this little professional. This is your Give final thought. Right, really Give put, us something. Here's the deal, Sean. You're really putting me on the spot. I just want, like, generalities. Yes. But you know how sometimes it's fun to play with the electric fence and just touch it and go, yes. oh, God, that's yes. hot. Have you ever just peed on an electric yeah. fence? Just, just tap it and have a little fun. By the way, Do you Sean, want to? By the no, way, Sean, this <laughs> this has to be good because this these are your final thoughts. So yeah, See, we're putting you on the spot. You really are. See, I brought a, <laughs> I brought a freaking yellow notepad and everything. I've, I've got everything here. <laughs> almost, um, we're almost two hours into the show. This has cost us like six hundred dollars so far, guys. I hope it was worth it. <laughs> I really have to pee. <laughs> I already have to pee again. Okay. Here's my cup. It's oh, Dakota, oh, so you don't on, have to wash on. it. I'm done. All right. Good. Yeah. Uh, hmm. He has nothing. That's okay. I've got I've got really nothing perfect. We didn't have many cases together, so it's kind of hard for me to think. And then a lot of things relate to our, our personal friendship, which I would gotcha. not breach, and I hope he doesn't either. <laughs> I have a question. If he shows for you. up, yes. How many times has he? How many times has he walked across his house naked? And you've been like, God dang it! Close your blinds, he man. Just, he just goes shirtless, man. He I can. know. He, he showed can. up at the studio last week shirtless yeah. out there. Yeah, it's he like goes a baby's arm like holding us. an apple. We're not yeah. doing that. We're not. It's I'm not, not doing life. it. 
No. I don't I don't want to think about how many times Zach Bertram across the street has seen me in my underwear. <laughs> Would you trust his cooking? Oh yes, yes. He's he's cooked delicious it meals for me. Delicious. He did one of my favorite things he ever did was uh candied bacon. So mm. that was that was amazing. That was like brown sugar and maple and and kind of fried, but it was real sticky and, and crispy and that was amazing. I told so. him last week that you you and him need to enter a partnership and and you supply the beer and he supplies the meat. We, we might have talked about that. The problem Did you is really? the problem is he's better at the meat than I am the, at the beer right now. Uh, you'll get it, man. I it'll, believe it'll in you. Down. It'll it'll work out. Yep. I was really looking forward to trying some of your home. I know. Right? I felt bad because it wasn't conditioned right yet. So All next right. time though, when it gets done, you know where I live. Next time though, I'll I'll bring it to you guys. I want to try that because Bell's Too Hearted is one of my favorite just everyday drinking beers. I don't know that this is going to be like Bell's though. I think I it's, it's going it, to be like a it's going to be an IPA. It's going to work, but All right. When you know where I live, bring it over. I do know where uh, you live. Uh, have you ever forced friendship Dakota? Is this new to you? Jeremiah this is, is new really to me. Yeah. Just with Jeremiah. You, <laughs> no, no, it's the other way around. You yeah. don't you don't say bring it over. You say, "Hey, I'll be over at six. Yeah. And you show yeah. up. I don't know where Sean lives, though. I We can Google it. <laughs> we'll Go to prove Beacon. ourselves. Beacon. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's across from, uh, from Bash's house. Yeah, the old house. Uh, all you, that's, I mean, that's how you prove yourself so that next time he has that capital <laughs> offense trial, he's like, oh, I need a Googler. I've got Jared. Yeah. Dakota. Yep. I found your house. All that's right, man. Creepy. We're an hour and 46 minutes into this. Are we going to get to final thoughts? We're yet? on final thoughts. These are Sean's final thoughts. Oh. Uh, are they really? Final thoughts, real quick. I, this is going to be a huge decision on the Supreme Court. But again, it's going to come down for me. This is your final pitch. My final pitch. Look directly into the camera and look at President Trump. Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, President Trump. Don't forget that part of the Constitution. It's important. So choose somebody that's a true constitutional conservative or someone that's liberty-minded uh, towards these issues. Because... Do you want another Anthony Kennedy? Is, is that the guy you want? Yeah. It wasn't the worst. Vote for Pedro. I mean, so okay, let's let's go this way. <laughs> your final, the, the, your final. Yeah, there's nine justices now. Yes. Pick one that you want him to emulate. Damn, that's tough. You guys are just putting me in the spot. Such. I don't. I would not mind another Kennedy. I no. really wouldn't because he was he was Cause, with because Bush wins again. Well, <laughs> <laughs> get another W. Another W on. And then we're starting another war. But that's that's the important part. You need mm-hmm. to look at other parts of the Constitution other than the Second Amendment. We love the Second Amendment, but you, yeah, there, there's other parts of the Constitution. We there. like all the amendments except for that twenty-first or that uh, that eighteenth one. Yeah, we fixed it with the twenty-first. Yeah, and I'm the sound of that, and the sixteenth. The sixteenth can just suck it. Really, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the sixteenth either. But the rest of them, they're pretty good. Or the second. You, Chase. But thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate that. That's those are my final thoughts. I have some final right. thoughts. Chase, what do you got I have for a few. us? The sixteenth, by the way, is the one that gives you the income tax. So, if, in case you're googling right now, it's the sixteenth so, is the uh, income tax. I want I want to uh, train Dakota. All right. I want to test you to see what answers you'll have if you you do get picked to to be on the jury. Okay. Bill Clinton, guilty or not guilty? Of what? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really know. I don't know all the circ. I wasn't alive then. Okay. I don't remember all right, it. Move on. Bill Cosby. Wasn't alive. 
It's bullshit. There's no way. You weren't <laughs> alive were in 1999. Oh, uh, yeah, I was four. Okay. My well, memories still... were just, my cerebral cortex was just starting to f- formulate memories. All right, Bill Cosby. Guilty, not guilty. Guilty. O.J. Simpson. Guilty or not guilty? Oh. If I was sitting on the jury? Yes. If I was sitting on the jury, I would say. <laughs> Love didn't fit. Okay, I would say. You not... must have quit. I would say not guilty because the prosecution did a crappy oh, job. Okay. Litigator Sean over here. Do you see the problem with what he just did? I see exactly the problem with what did he, he did. do? He did if I was on the jury. Before other than you that, you are on the jury, claimed, Dakota. He claimed I wasn't alive and didn't know with Bill Clinton, but then the O. J. Oh, Simpson was the exact same before. time. Yeah, before yeah. actually. O. J. was way I, before Man, I've watched the People versus O. J. Simpson like four times. That is unacceptable. Yeah. I can't accept that logic. I don't, really, very I don't know all the facts. I remember Listen. seeing the O.J. verdict when I was in elementary school. The only thing I know about Bill Clinton is he said, What's I did your not have... Sean? 85. What did he say? 85, 83. Okay, all right. What did he say? I was, I'm just a little Old older. Club I, I, little, a little oh, edge. Oh, snap. <laughs> all right, uh, Charles Manson. Guilty or not guilty? Guilty or not guilty. He didn't kill anyone. Okay. So... Good point. Good point. So not guilty. <laughs> okay. Not right. guilty of murder. I mean, he didn't kill anyone <laughs> physically. Tom Brady. Guilty of what? Did you see what he put on Barstool today? I didn't see what he put on Barstool, but I, the footballs, man. It was very dirty. Oh, Deflategate? Deflategate. Mm. What, what did he put on? I'm not getting into it. I want to know, Jared. It was, no, no, I'm uh, going to say no, no, guilty. No. I'm going to say guilty because he has a, a dumb face. It was a dirty sexual act. Ooh. And he, he, uh, it was, had to do with rhinos hey, or hippos. I, I and learned... he was, uh, apparently he's into that sort of a thing. I hey. learned uh, something that had to do with sports this week. Um, apparently Tim Tebow plays baseball. Yeah, for the Mets. <laughs> Boom, Tim Tebow. He's I had like no idea since 2016. He's been very. He's been like uh, in the Double A league for the uh, Mets of downstream affiliate. Glad we're talking about both the goats. So, <laughs> Jer, I've also got a question for you. All right. Since we were talking about sex ed. Yes. How did your parents uh, break the egg on you? You mentioned goats, right? Yes. So we just had a herd of goats, and they went at it, and that was the way it went down. <laughs> Your dad was just like, He's like that's hey, how it's done. Hey, watch this. And then we brought some goats out, and five months later we had kids. You got to put your back into it. And then uh, sometimes, they brought, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they brought out the horses if we needed bigger props. It's kind of sick. I'm not going to We lie. had some ponies born on the farm. I had a friend. I had a friend whose Tom's parents. just shaking his head. Just, yeah. Horrified. I had a, I had a really animals. good friend in Life high on school. Mesic Road. His parents took him to an IMAX theater to watch a sex ed movie in imax in Whoa. imax yeah with 3d yeah. glasses and i thought earmuffs kids if you're riding with mom and dad in the car <laughs> and i thought my god how horrifying yeah my my dad took me in the room and as i was walking towards the room my mom handed me a bunch of licorice and she said son you're gonna need this licorice yeah it's something to chew on i don't know mom and dad together no my mom wasn't in the room she I mean, but I, they, I passed they... her on the way to the room were your parents together at that point? Yes. This is, yeah, I'm that sorry. Was before, We're going to chase that was dark, before my dark... dad left us. Thanks, Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, future dad. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. I'm just <laughs> asking. I don't know. I just, it's an innocent question. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so um, Chase's parents are still together at this point, and they uh, <clears throat> did you end your parents' marriage at this point? So this is what happened? It went that badly? You screwed up that badly as a child that you ended your parents' marriage? Yeah, yeah. Five years later. Five years later? Yeah. After the sex talk? Yeah. So Wait there, a minute. Whenever licorice? I met you, we were 16. Yes. 
So your parents had just separated? Uh, about a year. Year before. Starting that. to feel like it therapy. was still fresh. We're starting huh. to. Re- we're starting. I didn't, to I didn't realize things, that there was such emotional trauma in your life. <laughs> yeah, I when I first been a... met you, I remember having a conversation with my girlfriend at the time, and I was like, hey, "Who is that? Was look it Sarah? Look at that was Sarah. Chase dro- yes. dropping girlfriends. Oh, and uh, remember when I had a girlfriend? I was in high like, school? he's a little douche. <laughs> I don't like him. Yeah, she was I said, like, she was I like, you know, you just gotta give him a chance. He's a nice guy. And then we went to the Creation Museum, and there's pictures of us. And my underwear is showing. And it, okay. it looked like we had a riot in the, the Time out. I have room. not been out with Chase yet that I haven't seen his underwear. Yeah. I've, I've been out with Chase about 50 times in the last two years, year and a half. That's a lot of dates. I, I know. It's, it, Sarah's calling him my boyfriend at this point. It's very sad. But um, I literally have not gone in a single adventure with Chase where I haven't seen his underwear. So I, that's, you know, that doesn't count. If you got it, you flaunt it. You know, I'm not saying I have it, but I have a nice collection, collection of underwear. He does some nice underwear. Remember, Sean costs us three hundred dollars an hour. It's going to go up to four hundred. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Anything else, Chase? Uh, you know, Dakota wasn't a douchebag. All right, hmm. not that's, a douchebag. Write that down. We got you, Dakota. <laughs> I guess my final thoughts are is that I'm really excited for the future of this show. I really hope that everybody can support us in these endeavors that we're that we're taking on our shoulders. Uh, so that we don't really have to stress about it. <laughs> yeah, give us your <laughs> to money. To be honest. I mean, there's enough stress that goes into prepping for this show that I have to research and do all this. Writing. $100 a day. If, and if what we're getting ready to go into goes terribly wrong, Dakota and I are going to hate each other. We're not going to want to do this show anymore. So it's going to be fun, and it's going to be awful. So just yeah, remember just us. Put your credit card. Remember how fun it used to be. Give us your credit card number. <laughs> That's free money anyways. Free money Oh, anyways. God. I've lost oh. my breath already. Huh. Interesting. You're not even a Patreon supporter, Chase. I'm here every Thursday. You, Jared, do you get every money? Every Thursday. Do I get Almost money? Almost every Thursday. I've been doing this for 66 episodes now. I'm on 17 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> 17. I am the number three ho- co-host. Yeah, you did surpass Clay Morgan. I did. You know, That's... and am I the best one available? No. <laughs> but you know what? I don't have a life, and I'm available. Well, if I'm you, not the co-host you want, but I'm the co-host you need. The best ab- ab- ability is availability. <laughs> yeah. you, boom. That's what. That's how they get Sean as defense attorney. That's All how, I'm saying I'm here, baby. Is I'm I was, here. I was really excited about this tinfoil time, and I've never listened to one episode. I know, man. There's been like ten. There's been eight. What's wrong with you? I don't know. All eight. Right. Eight is like ten. Are we done with the hate crimes? Yeah, we're done with those. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, give us your money. <laughs> no, but really, uh, I really am super excited about the future for us. Not only us, but the Libertarian Party of Henry County. We got really, really, really good things that are coming down the pipeline. So that's super exciting. Um, I also want to just uh, uh, thank everybody for continuing to listen to us. We've grown exponentially. I saw- I sat here and I was writing down some uh, st- some statistics for us today, and I was looking past through the history, looking at analytics and things, and it was like, wow, we have done surprisingly well. And that, like, you never would have guessed that. Like, go back and listen to episode number two and think, are these guys ever going to be anything more than just sitting around the pool with microphones? I think we should go back to the pool. <laughs> We There's did. a lot of equipment. <laughs> yeah. We did. We did a pool episode. You were there. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, it, we've come a long way. It's very exciting. I'm I'm thrilled about where this show's gone and where it's uh, where it's going. Um, big uh, big stuff. Yeah. Plus, with Dakota with that baby on the way, he's gonna have to this room, so we gotta get the <laughs> hell out of here. That's right. If you have a baby on my way. way, I'm gonna move into uh, Darren Jacobs' territory after this. I think. You're going to run for town council? You're a socialist? I was going to say run for socialists. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to run as a Democrat in the primary just to kick him out. It's going to be. Just to spite him. Uh-oh. It's going to be like Goldwater versus Sanders. Uh, Yeah, sure. Okay. Anyway, that landed flat with you, but everybody in their car is laughing their asses. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. Jeremiah <laughs> is so funny. You're welcome. <laughs> You're great at the dad jokes. <laughs> He's uh, so Dakota, old. Dakota's gonna be better at the jags, dad jokes for I will. Uh, I'm I'm going months at this point. I feel really good about my fifty dollar bet. Seven I'm years, but I think we're weeks. <laughs> I'm saying weeks. A couple weeks after Jeremiah's wedding, they're going to announce it. Hmm. I don't think there's an announcement to be made yet, but I don't. I, I, I don't think it's gonna be that long. I think the seed has been planted. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> too far. That might have been a little much. Yeah. All right, move Icarus, back. Icarus, there was the sun, and you found it. I don't think it's planted. I think it's more of attached. Okay. <laughs> anything, anything else, Dakota? Jared, that's some sex ed for you. Yeah. No goats needed. In case you didn't learn that from the goats and the horses. We didn't have microscopes, but I, I, I get the general concept. All right, uh, Dakota. Anything else? No, I'm good. That's all you got. All right, here's your primer. We've got uh, we got like four shows scheduled in July, which is good. Uh, you're going to get a live episode on July 5th, episode 68, with cousin Donnie Morrill, who's flying up that day from Florida. You nice. heard him when we were testing out the new board. He called in, and we did a little episode with Donnie. So Thursday night, you're going to get Danny, who uh, Danny Morrill, and Donnie, who is three times what Danny is as far as unfiltered, and God only knows what's going to happen. <laughs> Nice. So uh, you're going to have an overload of morals, and Sarah Potter wants to make one final appearance as the lovely Sarah Potter before we uh, we deface her name and she becomes the lovely Sarah Morrill. So uh, we've got that coming up. We are going to ep- – episode 69 is going to be recorded on July 3rd, and we're not going to air it until, like, July 15th or 20th or something, somewhere that week when I'm on vacation. Uh, and we're going to have Mark Brim make his triumphant return. And it's going to be all things 70s and uh, just an old curmudgeon, Mark Brim, who's my age, but he was born 40 years too early, too, too, early, too late. I love Mark. So we're going to have the greatest time ever with Mark. He's out in South Dakota now keeping a journal of uh, things that are uh, things that are messing him over and things he's unhappy with. Nice. So we're, we're going to have Mark, and we're going to try to pretend. It'll be a lot like the last time when Chase was on the show uh, or one of the previous times when, we, when Dakota got married and we had to hold one in the can for a week to release on the you know the the final the that was with when he the, got back from the wedding. That was yes. with American that was a good Scott Fleener. Yeah, so we're gonna five do, updates on the NCAA tournament. Yeah, we're gonna do another one of those uh, with Mark, and God only knows what the predictions are gonna be. But if you're listening to the episode when you get to sixty nine, you'll remember that, and uh, know that we're looking two weeks into the future, and Trump probably uh, appointed. Has, Merrick has he Garland. been impeached yet? At that point, he's probably been convicted. Not only impeached, but it's in the Senate. He's been convicted. John McCain, as his final in his final breath, voted for impeachment and removed him. That was. I think that's what we're going to find. R.I.P. Charles Krauthammer. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, uh, July twelfth, we're going to have the Boss Huckleberry All Stars. So it's going to be all the Hoko hosts. Probably a little bit of wedding recap at that point. 
And uh, rehab. Stories. Yeah, rehab. rehab. <laughs> I'll probably still have an IV I on me. I don't know what you're getting into in those countries. Uh, we're going to recap how Chase got down on one knee and ruined my wedding by proposing to the lovely Katie just uh, before just before. Are you the, getting married in six years? I'm getting married uh, a week from Saturday. Not going to happen. <laughs> I really hope it does. You need to settle down with Katie. She's I mean, a good girl. Last year, Maybe one day. Last year was Dakota's wedding. This year's my wedding. And... This, so, this show, uh, remember, years from now, three, a week four? after, a week after my wedding, uh, after Dakota's wedding, I got engaged. It was like a week and a half later. Okay. This show has never existed more than a week and a half without so, a, without a co-host that's engaged. What I'm thinking is, and Danny, Danny is probably not yet. Danny's gonna get engaged and next because he's got an adopted stepson, and then I will get engaged after Dan, if as long as it happens a year or two from now. All right. We have to go a week and a half. Yeah. Okay. You better, you better, you know the ring size yet? Yeah. You do? Uh huh. You know what? No. <laughs> I'm, not, find... I'm not asking until I have to. Let me to find out for you. <laughs> I'm going to say like seven is a pretty standard size, and you can adjust from there if you have to. Okay. All right. Remember yeah. that. We'll talk later. And then uh, July 26th, we got Lee Markham on, the, uh, the godfather of the donut business in Henry County. So Lee Markham of uh, oh, Jack's Donuts is coming up. I love on. Jack's Donuts. We don't have August planned out. But uh, we'll figure it out later. Should have him bring us some donuts. Next four episodes. That's the story. Jeremiah over here. I like the, the I like the caramel nuts and the peanut butter one. All right. This sure. has been fun. It has been fun. I have to pee. Oh my god, we got to go. I do too. Yeah. yeah. This has been fun. We'll see you all next week. Cousin Donnie, Sean Ralph, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. We'll uh, look forward to the next time. We'll see you again soon. Yes. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians Network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.